0: Welcome to Talking In Stations, a podcast about EVE Online. I am Manorow, here with Artemis. Howdy, howdy. Baleful.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever.
0: Elise Randolph. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Happy to be here. Tiberius. Uh, good morning, everyone. Caleb. Hey, guys. And our one guest, Caleb Yo. Uh, how are you guys all doing today? Anything interesting happen this week with you?
2: Oh, uh, not really. How about the rest of you guys? I think I've lost more Corvettes and killed more Corvettes in the last two days than I have in my entire year of life.
1: Are you doing that, uh, ancillary shield wrapper, uh, build with the Velator?
2: But yeah, well, the ancillary armor wrap, but yeah.
1: I've, I've heard of people talking about like everybody's like ancillary shield re- repping with the Velator and I'm like that's not I expected the Velator but that's not what I expected I expected like Ramblaster Velator but it kind of makes sense you still have the two drones and you have Velator I mean that's not a phrase I ever thought I'd say
3: um, looking at the losses like most of these things are un- completely unfit
0: are the losses from the tournament
1: I think people are just doing their um, daily uh, enter uh, enter the proving grounds to get five thousand SP or whatever.
3: I suppose we should we should back up and explain what in the world we're talking about,
0: shouldn't we? Well, we're still on we're still on introduction, so I just want to hear from Caleb, like what he's been up to this week because he's had some hand hand combat on this the daily shows. Okay, so he's uncharacteristically quiet. <laughs> uh, I guess he's not going to up on this Caleb are you still there
4: I should be I was just uh, for some reason my window activation was being dumb um, no my week has been uh, in the name of Asher and all the drama that his uh, nighttime aphorisms were causing
0: mm-hmm. yeah well, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit it's not it's not our usual thing on the Sunday show but if we if we want to we can all right uh, first thing we should probably talk about the uh, tournament since that's what kind of came up Artemis. You were about to say something. I cut you off. Go ahead. I was just going to say. So
3: the Riglavian proving grounds have changed tournament styles, what have you, and so now it's a five v five rookie ships. On the Lesson Ten podcast, I think it was Rise who came on and said that this is very much their trial to see if they can do larger team based events. They want to see like if it's the cheapest possible ship, are they able to support small queue times with five v five and I don't know. I've not actually participated, but how are the queue times for those of you, Elise sounds like you've been doing a lot. Uh,
2: so I think there's, there's a bit of a reason why you see a lot of unfit ships uh, in the, in the abyss is because people to force a queue, I believe, and I'm probably wrong here. Cause I'm not like a uh, hardcore of this. I could just kind of do it for fun. Um, but I believe you need eight teams of five Corvettes in order to get the queue going. Otherwise, we'll just be stuck in a forever queue. So if there's only two teams that want to participate, then you're kind of boned. You'll be stuck there forever. So what people have been doing to force the queue to go is they've just been seeding it with alts, which uh, we saw this happen in the That's so 3v3 fun. slicers as well. People would just shove the three unfit slicers in there just to push a match. Um, so a lot of times you'll have, at least in US time zone, you'll have at least. Uh, four or five teams actually competing, and then of those four or five teams, uh, three of them are going to have to pony up with five other alts to just start the whole matchmaking process. So,
1: like, so, like, you need eight teams to force a queue. Yeah. So, like, you need like there are people probably pulling out forty alts to field all eight teams.
2: I, I believe, I believe, if you look at the top of the leaderboards, I'm sure some of those people are doing that. But that
1: that is peak eve <laughs> yeah
2: yeah this, this whole thing is very much peak eve. it brings out the the absolute even people uh and they've been trying to iterate it iterate on it right so in the in the first one uh cable i need 40 box
1: corvettes be right back
2: guys cable went in with a very expensive fit um and he he won like he got 100 kills real fast
1: um, isn't this one locked to like not even t2 it's locked to better
2: yeah so they've been tweaking how, what you can bring in so no pirate implants uh this one they've even taken it one step further so no tech two fits no faction stuff it's all tech one and named and met, like meta five and uh,
1: the, the drones have to be tech one or- yeah the drones
2: yeah. have to be tech one and everything so is there something to uh
0: people using alts in order to get the Used to actually work, and the idea that people are colluding with their friends to rig the matches. Yeah,
2: very much. Both of those things are, are true in the in the battle cruiser meta and the battle cruiser one because you only needed two people to enter, I think, or it was very small. Um, it was super popular, and they didn't. You didn't need to like stuff the queue. You didn't need to, to so, stuff like, the box. The
1: thing about that is though, and I have like an alternate hypothesis where like, sure, Corvettes are the literal cheapest chip. But they're also boring as shit to fly. Like battle cruisers are one of the most fun ships to fly, in my opinion. Of course, that one would be super popular, even if they're like a hundred million a pop, as opposed to basically free. Yeah.
0: For some of the newer people, why are, why are the uh, battle cruisers some of the funnest ships to fly? Well, I mean, oh, so go go
1: So, in my opinion, a battle cruiser is something that's maybe. Agile enough to move around and kind of roam around by your by yourself or in a small gang, but it's also got like you can also like feel like the power upgrade versus a cruiser. You often have a lot more buttons to play around with versus like a lot of cruiser and frigate bits. When you move up to a battle, when you move from like a cruiser to a battle cruiser, especially when you're a newer player, it like. To me, when I got like, when I moved from like an Omen to a Harbinger, I felt like the world just opened up and like to this day, Harbinger is my favorite ship in the game, right? Um, It just, like to me, it feels like a Battlecruiser is, it's not too slow to like have to move around fast and to run away from stuff with and it's not too expensive to just throw into a fire and whelp for fun and it's got a lot of buttons and it's got a decent amount of power. That's, mm. that's my own battle Creek. so
2: it's got the sweet spot and all those things yeah
1: that's what I think
2: Yeah, when, when people are just entering PvP the, the old Eve mantra used to be oh just buy a hundred rifters go out there and by the time your rifters are dead you'll be good at PvP and I always cringed when people said that <laughs> because frigate PvP is literally the hardest right? you've got no wiggle room you have to make all those like so, split second decisions real fast
1: as somebody who started in frigates I will say that yeah like Frigate PvP on, like, especially a smaller, smaller gang level is something that requires you to move a lot faster and, and twitch. And it feels really, like, cool when you're, like, dogfighting with Frigates. And I still have to get the last 100 kills. I need to move from 2 to 1 with the Crucifier Navy. But that's, that's beside the point on Zeke. <laughs> but uh, Frigates, the thing about going out with those 20 Rifters or those 20 Punishers or whatever is that a lot of players start PvPing and they're, like, scared to lose a ship, and it's a lot easier to lose a rifter or a punisher than, than like, a battle cruiser when you're new.
2: Yeah. Like I always push people to fly something like a Drake or a Myrmidon or a Brudix yeah. or something like that, because... <laughs> If you if like stuff happens, you can just push the buttons. Like it, it's okay if you've got a brain lag of three or four seconds between. At that the time, I mean a lot of
1: people would just be more willing to go out if you like if you hand them like a punisher, and then they lose it, and it's not that bad. And then they lose another one that's not that bad, and they're like, oh, maybe I can take out my cruiser next, and they lose that, and it's not that bad, right? Like people have like this doomsday scenario in their head, like when they're when they're new, like oh no, if I lose my ship, it's terrible. And then it's like you, know, you lose your ship, and like it's not terrible, right? And you have to get that feeling out of the way a few times, I think.
2: But that is pro- that probably does play into it as well. But yeah, so the battle cruiser event really popular. Um, it didn't need anyone to like uh, to force the queues to go. The five v fives, just by their nature, right? Uh, you need four other friends. So in the battle cruiser one, you just needed to know one person. Um, the five v fives, you need to know four other people, which. And convince them that they have to fly Corvettes for for ten minutes. Um, Corvettes so it's are been those
1: a, things where like they seem, they sound fun in like theory, but then they're boring in practice. I think.
2: Yeah. So think so the event hard. so far has been like very limited in scope uh, with people definitely just stuffing it to, to force uh, the the times. So I think I mean if they if they want to do this, I think they probably have to tweak a little bit um just the way the queue works and i don't even know if it's actually eight that's just what someone uh who is like super into it told me uh that it is eight teams they, i guess they did the math right they did the math but um but just from my like random uh random doing of it that's that does seem to be the the actual spot
0: they uh why did ccp go to corvettes the rookie ship basically why would it go to something so small
1: well they said that um they're they're testing out to see if they can support queues of larger teams and have the queue go fast. So they wanted to do it with the cheapest thing possible to do that
2: test. In terms of like organized group PvP, there is a, kind of a very neat thing that's been happening. Um, so as we all know, the alliance tournament has been put on a hiatus. Uh, we learned that was it the beginning of this year or the beginning of last year? Twenty twenty has been so weird. I don't even know when, when it happened. Um, but they did announce that uh, the, the official alliance tournament was put on hiatus. Um, it has been two years since there has been some sort of competitive EV, PvP uh, organized on that large of a scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been some like player groups that have come forward and done some very neat things. Dronix has done the 5v5 scrims, uh, which has been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, those are now over. Um, but last month, we learned that uh, eventy the people who put on uh, did the production, the player group that did the production for the Alliance tournament in the last four years or so um, got authorization from CCP and the resources they need to um, put on the EVNT Alliance Open, which is uh, basically the Alliance tournament with a different name and slightly different prize structures, but run entirely by the players. Um, in the beginning of the month, we had Ithaca Hawk and Bay Arche. Um, who were doing a lot of the organization for it from the event side, they made the announcement like, okay, we're opening it up to 32 teams and we'll have a playoff if we go above uh, 32 teams. And we opened up the sign-up and actually on the show, uh, people were listening to it live and they were like, oh, this is cool. So they signed up. So they got like five or six people to sign up just right on the show. So that was pretty cool. And that was the beginning of the month. The on sign-ups, yeah, on our show. Uh, so yeah. the sign-ups for that end... I believe um, Monday or Tuesday, uh, so very soon here. So if you want to get down, you can do it. But I believe the last number I saw was that forty-four teams have registered. Wow, uh, which blows out the, the thirty-two that they were hoping to get. And I know there are like there are some contingency factors because people aren't aren't sure how popular this is going to be. Uh, CCP is obviously not sure how popular it's going to be because they kind of put the whole thing on hiatus. But we ended up getting uh, 40-something teams to register, which is amazing. Uh, and the live draw for that will be on Tuesday on the Eventy Twitch channel and on the T YouTube. So if you want to see if your team got in uh, into the main bracket, check out there. If you're going to go into the elimination bracket, check out there. Or, like it's the feeder bracket. And if you still want to register, there is still time. You have until, I think, Monday at midnight time. So uh, that so, is something I'm like... Really excited to see how that plays out.
3: How much do we think uh, Goon's going to not win uh,
2: well? <laughs> I think so. In the interesting thing, and I'm not 100% sure, because I, I've been super busy the last couple of weeks. So I haven't been able to get involved with T as much as I would like to do. Um, but I think Goon actually do have an official team in there. I think Test also have a team in there. Um, PL, Horde, and NC Dot, those three have yet to put up a team. Uh, so these like historical, well, I guess Hort's not a historical tournament team, but Gobbins is a historical tournament captain. So those guys haven't yet put in a team yet. I don't know if it's because they don't want to devote the resources during a war, um, because these things kind of do take a lot of time from some very important people, uh, or, or what. So that inside joke, Artemis is, is why, why wouldn't goons sign up in time? I think Elise is going to be the one to tell the story okay so uh the goons have had a rough relationship with the alliance tournament before they 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 every once in a while they try and so basically what the process was to register in, in the past was you had to there was a plex entry fee and you had to contract that plex entry fee to ccp uh and then they would accept it and then you'd be put in the list so the matani ended up putting it to not CCP, but CCP Engineering Alliance, which is a completely different alliance, uh, and it's not CCP at all. So <laughs> they put their entry fee just to the wrong spot, and they were shocked when they did the, the live draw, and goons weren't picked. They are like, Man, why, why aren't goons in here? We, we're getting screwed. And CCP were like, you didn't enter at all, so how could we join <laughs> your name? So they looked back and saw it was CCP Engineering Alliance instead of CCP. And ever since then, they've had a a bumpy road with the alliance. Yeah, so it's, it's, not, it's not just one thing, but it, was, so it seems like
0: some three like or four random times.
1: player group got a giant flex donation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that 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 corporation or alliance uh, didn't belong to CCP. Uh, I don't know. I actually have no idea. I'd yeah. I mean,
1: you had said it was uh not with CCP, but I guess it's just not the CCP alliance, right? Yeah, it's not the it official CCP alliance. it could have been yeah. just like another CCP.
0: Yeah, I think CCP would like smash yeah. everybody who impersonates them, but that would be a great I, story. I think it's like the the Bug <laughs> Hunters Corp. Um, uh, well, they got a big cash right. prize. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's, um, that's the tournament. That's different than what's going on with the uh, Proving Grounds. So those are two different things that we talked about. Uh, proving Grounds are in-game. You can Participate right away. Uh, I believe the battlecruiser cruiser um, competition finished, and now the um, what are they called again? I keep wanting to call them rookie ships. There. Corvette. Corvettes. That's their official.
1: Has anybody else done the storm? Done any storm chasing?
0: We did it on day one, and uh, we stopped after we identified them. But, but uh, storm chasing, let's. Well, have you done it? Is that what you're?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen. Each of the four storms um, between a couple of streams, um, and a couple of the couple of the storms, so we didn't like test anything out, but like we saw like some of the drone sites spawned up in the storm in tribute, and like we we did some of the extra triglavian sites that were in one of the storms in Providence, and that that was the storm with the the plus the plus damage um, minus application on the. On the storm effects and we like tackle the praxis and like i got like deleted my confessor got deleted with like a, a like point range from the praxis blasters because it was like triple tracking computer and it just it just it two shot the confessor just because i had that extra damage i w- it was like it was actually kind of hilarious how fast it dropped um but the the triglavian sites that spawn in the the storm that spawns the triglavian sites seemed to be basically just the emerging conduits that spawn in the normal Trigula- Triglavian invasions with the same reward. The same reward is the ones in Lissac, not the same reward as the ones in Hysac, it seemed.
3: Yeah. I know I, I ran did. into yeah. the the Providence one that has the extra data and relic sites. It overlaps into the neighboring Hysac system.
1: Yeah, I was that's the my, and yeah.
3: I was moving my... Um, not the blockade runner, the other one. The one that can't cloak, but has the massive feet Yeah, I was moving my deep space transport through and trying to do the MWD cloak trick. It wouldn't work, and I was like, what am I doing <laughs> wrong? And then I realized, oh, there is this yeah. space electrical. Weather. Well, the
1: yeah, first time I saw one, I jumped into that one that's like all green, and I'm like, oh, it's an incursion. And then I'm like, it's not an incursion. <laughs> all
0: right. They actually share the same color, the tropical storm and incursion.
1: I actually Uh, took some really nice pictures of some of the storms. That's really pretty.
0: Cool. Hand them over to Artemis there. Um, The electrical storm. went
3: through and did like a a news presenter,
2: like here is the weather of New Eden
3: thing. It was rather amusing. Oh, Dunk Dinkle? Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. I was annoyed that he didn't go with uh, the weatherman name, though. Like we asked last week or maybe it was the week before. We asked for a weatherman segment. But it's really important that you get the weatherman name. So it could be like Gamma Gary. Like that could be his his Weatherman persona instead of Dunk Tinkle.
3: I feel like Dunk Tinkle is already a pretty good name
2: though. You be. gotta have the Weatherman name has to have some sort of meteorological effect in his name, right?
1: I put some pictures in Discord.
2: Like Hail Harry or Tsunami. Uh-huh. Tom, I don't, I don't know, but you need something with like, a Hail, Harry. Yeah.
1: Sounds more like a, like a basher pilot than
2: He's got a, he's got a slew of suits to go with this too,
0: by the way, he has one with moons and, uh, stars. This is uh, his with stars. Uh, so he's got, he's got a variety to go through. Uh, Oh, cool. So storm chasing, um, I did watch you doing that. What, what are the characteristics of storm chasing, um, be, are you specific to certain storms or are you just running around to different storms? Well,
4: we
1: were just running around to see them all for the first mm. time, but like we were thinking about like how to take advantage of like some of them where like you'd want to like run over to the area, with like one storm with like a, a fit that's like meant to take advantage of it. Like you go to the one with the plus armor percentage and you just have like thick armory boys or something, mm-hmm. or you have, uh something like that for Axis that helped (laughs) us. it people killed it killed two of us right it just Mm. because it it had the ability to track even with the minus application and just because the plus damage was pretty good
0: that must have been surprising the storm worked against you
1: right i mean yeah but it was was actually kind of funny i thought it was funny
0: well i we figured that the storm chasing, like, as a career would be, you would, you would dress up for certain storms to take advantage of what was there or activities. Yeah, yeah but right now it's too early, so people are exploring them and playing with them. But uh, eventually we, we should see some people who specialize in working in electrical storms, for instance, without being cloaked, but being Can able to I it.
1: Uh, grab uh, the one that spawns Tri-Glavian sites for, mm-hmm. like, the, the salvage. That it drops when the uh, the invasion event goes away.
3: Yeah, where does that like what does that salvage used for? Where
1: so some of it, it is used for like Triglavian ships, and some of it is used for the Edencom ships. I think.
3: The Edencom ship, they exist and are like never used, right? Am I seeing some niche use of them, or are they still just
1: not um, a somebody fan? was act- well? So in the in the the invasions recently, there's been like more yanking, and somebody had like the idea of using the Eden comma ships to stop the ganking just because the AOE and the, and like gank catalysts don't have a lot of, a lot of health. So, but beyond niche uses, I don't think they just don't apply very well at the moment. Like hypothetically, they could be like awesome in a perfect scenario, but they like bounce the drones, they bounce the friendlies. They don't apply well under most circumstances. So it's going to be niche for a while until those issues get fixed, I think. In yeah. I it's really easy to suspect bait them because they'll bounce to the suspect right and then you can just kill them right they shot me
2: it's uh they, they entered they brought them in a little bit pre nerfed and they haven't quite boosted them yet there's also a lot of skills required to to fly them so yeah. far the only people I've seen using them are people just trying to get high on z kill and just pad their own stats right because you can just shoot one guy and will shoot four others so in big fleet fight if you can just hide in there uh and not get shot in one of those cruisers i know somebody that trips.
1: multi-boxes a lot of them and is trying really hard to make them work and i'm rooting for them to like actually just break out with like a perfect use of them but um Right now, they, they seem kind of like memes to me. I think they tried too hard to make them like the exact opposite of the Triglavian ships, right? Like the Triglavian ships are really good single target damage as long as you don't switch targets. And they have a lot of utility and they're armor tanked. So we have shield tanked, no utility, uh, bad single target damage, but spreads out the damage. Uh, Triglavian ships are good, so Edencom ships have to be bad. <laughs> Right,
2: They they did go for the (laughs) thematic opposite on all accounts, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
3: Before we stray too far from the topic, it looks like evescoutrescue.com slash home has a live uh, weather tracker. If you're ever wondering where the storms are centered, head to evescoutrescue.com. That'll sort you out. They're
1: on the uh, in-game map, too. They'll show you where they are.
0: Right. Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, Katia Sayo was uh, letting us know uh, that person, if you do not know, is the only person to s- circumvent the entire map, including wormhole space, which and without losing a ship, which makes it even more incredible. So there's a giant, giant statue in her honor. I forget this home system. What system is that? Sasio. That's it. Sasio. It was an S. I wanted to say secede because that keeps popping up into my head. That's a low sex system instead. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about, uh, there's some stuff that went and that happened with, we're going to get to the war in, in a bit. We'll bring killer back in, but there's a little bit more on Triglavian stuff's going on. Wasn't there a state of the, um, I don't know, fireside. Wasn't there some kind of fireside chat with them?
1: Oh, he did. Um, Coyote and Sledgehammer, I believe, did a fireside chat on the Triglavian uh, Discord.
0: Oh, okay. Was that specific yeah. to Triglavians or was it just uh, the whole thing?
1: No, they, there were specific questions from, but they did it on the Triglavian Discord. Like on both the Triglavian and the Edencom Discord, there's like a, a CCP channel, but they they um they talk more in the Triglavian Discord. Oh, did that sting? A little bit, but we, we, we like strong. they were at first only in the Triglavian Discord, but we like, ha- we like kept poking them and a lot, a lot of CCP filed in. And they they answered questions really, really well when we ping and such. Yeah, and I'm a lot of the information just... that's pinged in one won't be pinged in the other. And that, that goes both ways, but they did the fireside chat for the Triglavians. But, um, we like reposted all the, the stuff that was said in our Discord. And a lot of it just applies to just both of us, right?
3: What are the highlights?
1: Um, Let me break out. Some of the highlights include um, how they talked about uh, how the systems that spawn on Serenity and the systems that spawn on Tranquility are from a different bucket. And as you know, if you do the invasions that when something goes in one way on Serenity, the Chinese server, it gets mirrored over on our server. Um, the liminal candidates. So if they go fortress or liminality, they get mirrored over our, to our server and vice versa. So Serenity lost Nyarja without ever getting to fight for it, right? Because it just mirrored our Nyarja loss. So they just woke up one morning and Nyarja was con with no invasion, right? Much yeah. would sting, right? <laughs> Assuming they have the tra- same trade hubs. Let's
2: see um, I think they do. Let's see if I know not think they do
1: that.
0: I'm going to try to reach out and grab Fonsui here. Uh, he's, he's uh, I think, yeah. hey, Fonsui, how's it going? You're not a kybernaut, are you? I,
1: I've got the uh, document open now.
0: Okay, good.
1: Na- Narja couldn't have spawned on Serenity. Um, they, let's see. let's see, what would they say to the high sec people uh, about Narja? Um, uh, about high not becoming high sec.
0: There was They're an article, people. yeah. There was an article in PC Magazine as well about uh, Niarsha and stuff. We'll pick that up in just a second. The uh, finishing up on Triglavian's Fonsue, are you there? Did you attend that by chance?
5: Uh, so I I've followed the course of the invasion. I haven't like gotten my character specifically involved in the battle clubs.
0: Right. You heard about that fireside or the devs? Yeah, target? I
5: read I read through that interview.
0: Yeah, I know they talk to you a lot uh, about this sort of stuff. Is there anything in that? Um,
1: a, a lot like of the questions. A lot of the questions are like, I can't answer that. They did mention something about yeah. the captured transmuter in Arshat, which is going to. I think it's going to be left over as like a monument of the war.
0: Oh, so, so Arshat is a, is a system. So Arshat yeah. is
1: a system in the Amara Empire. That's the one that I, I stayed up all night a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I put back to redoubt from liminality. Well, you know, when it went into liminality, that's the state where the triglavians mm-hmm. won the stellar reconnaissance. So they won the first bar and it got pushed. It became low sec. It was previously high sec. But then Eden Com came in and pushed the bar in the second stage all the way back up, which immediately flips it back to our second stage um, and brings the sex status back up. So... Arshat is the only system so far that has ever been flipped from the second stage to the other side's second stage but when it went to uh, liminality like the Triglavians started harvesting the star like they do with the big star harvester so like it's like now it's like a captured stellar harvester and it's like so it's like the only thing of its kind where like the Empire came back into power after losing the power and it Capture the Triglavian technology.
5: Once, once you reach the middle stages, once you're, what, this, a system begins in stellar reconnaissance. Right. Once it is pushed out of stellar reconnaissance in either direction, it doesn't go back in stellar reconnaissance. It actually yeah, it just flips, flips all the way to the other side. Right. So the Triglavians got this system to start going their way, it built that structure. And then Edencom took the whole solar system back.
1: Yeah, that was that was that was a grindy night. I was I was there for until downtime. A little after downtime. I came back on after downtime.
5: So one of the one of the interesting uh, parts of that particular fireside was the discussion of the synchronization between serenity and tranquility. Basically what was said is that they both rely on the same database for the map. Which means that they both have to have the same security status for all the solar systems, and that is the reason why they're synchronizing uh, the, syst- the the invasion states between them. Which is a huge like I, I personally take issue with this uh, portion of the invasion. Like a lot of have a there. system, yeah, to have a system that goes one way or the other, literally without your ability to impact it, that undermines the entire concept of chapter three, which was, you get to choose. So the, in that interview, Coyote said, well, you know, we kind of didn't have a choice, so uh, we, you know, we did what we had to do, which is we made a bucket of systems that are only going to be determinable by tranquility and a separate bucket of systems that are only able to be determined by player actions on Serenity. In other words, they were never going to get a shot at Nyarja. It was never going to happen. Nyarja was always going to be determined by Tranquil. Uh, they said they tried mm-hmm. to split up the systems into the ones that are important to each server. So Nyarja is important to us and not to them, so they let us determine but thats I understand they're in a sticky situation that both servers need to end up in the same state in terms of security status, and this is the best solution they could come up with, but this is a huge red flag for me.
2: What, uh, what if Serenity got Gina. How, how great would that be? <laughs>
5: I so so asked, self-inducing. asked in the interview, asked in the interview as well was our trade hubs valid. And he said, I can't answer that, but you should know the answer already. And I think that, so once and for all, I would like to respond to the lol Gita is going to be null sec because everybody like fantasizes or jokes or memes about this. Like, Pretty much in every conversation of security status change, they're not eligible. For God's sake, folks, stop joking about it. It's not even funny.
1: One mm. important thing to say about Serenity is that they've had zero lamentalities pushed on their side. Um, Serenity has pushed only fortresses. The, there is a small, the fireside said there is a small triglavian group on Serenity but it just seems like there's a lot more players pushing for Edencom on Serenity. And there was some stuff on Hobo leaks about like daily events where you got SP for killing Edencom ships, which were pushed to Serenity. So it's like, they're having a hard time getting the Serenity players, the fight for the Triglavians, I think, because every Triglavian invasion has that can go liminal has been pushed to a fortress, which is the Edencom victory state. Um, on serenity so we've only gotten fortresses and they just keep getting stuck with well they have both are fortresses and our liminalities because we get both because we have um our, our two set like both of our sides are more organized than what is on serenity according to the fire said
4: can, can i defend myself now you may <laughs> <laughs> okay because i'm just speaking for myself and ashtarothy and er0x um just because they are not part of the invasion does not mean that we're not going to get a grand finale that is Gita by Christmas.
0: You think Gita will be taken over by Triglavians? I think
4: like there's or? going to be an invasion, a big one. And I, think so I, I will take that bet, Caleb.
1: Some of the people on, like, like a lot of people have like a lot of big hopes about like a finale or like what's going to happen to the systems at the end. And a growing number of people, and I think I'm included in this, is that I think some people are thinking too pie in the sky and getting their hopes up too much. Because you look at like even Niarja, it doesn't like it it makes the route from Amar to Jira a lot longer, right? But it doesn't like really fundamentally change the game, I think. Yeah. And I think I, it's I didn't not say gonna... it was
4: gonna flip. I said it was gonna be the location for the finale.
1: No, I did I don't don't mean that you said it was going to flip, but I think a lot of people are expecting a lot more. That I'm not even saying you in this, but I think some people are like saying the systems will be removed from the map and become like their own wormhole
5: stuff interconnected. People and, are getting a little crazy.
0: Okay. So, uh, Gita, maybe, maybe not. We'll see by Christmas. Um, these are the I, I think uh, there was something that's very interesting here that we want to reemphasize, and that is that systems that are taken in Serenity, which is the China server, uh, and obviously off limits to us, and and we're off limits to them, that influences what we see on our map and vice versa. And I wonder if that's not an interesting way of actually combining the servers. It's kind of like a parallel universe.
5: It's just like this. it It was stated to be based on a technical limitation, as in both, yes. both of those servers have to call back to the same map data.
4: But it's a horrible, horrible way of solving that. Because it basically it. it basically puts, first, it puts a really good a, uh, player agency aspect into the game. And then because of this thing, it basically takes it away. You're basically yeah. going to have something that influences you that you do not have any influence on. It's just dumb. And it's dumb both ways. But if anything, it should only be from TQ to Serenity because of the whole population thing. It should yeah. never ever be the other way around. It's just another you thing might be overreacting I, to that. I, I, know, I, I, mean, I call, like, it,
5: I, I call thinking, it a loss. I mean, for, it's not right? like
1: sex status hasn't changed of systems before. Like, when the game started, Serum Prime was low-sec. Right?
5: That, that wasn't player-determined. It wasn't systematic. It wasn't right, like that's what I'm saying. Time.
1: It's not like stuff that you could like, didn't affect changed hadn't changed before so you can just look at it that way It's just another system that you couldn't affect that change i mean, a look bit. at
3: look at space weather you Can't you can't change the weather in the system that you're in if it happens to blow by then you're stuck with it well yeah, that's that's very tempt. that's you're
5: talking days there what so if
0: serenity is behind the weather well the triglavians uh, are oh the weather. oh
5: the the I don't I don't I, know. Know.
1: right like the metal the, liminal storms are a product of the triglavians
5: the the main issue that i have with the synchronizing of invasion states is that I, I call it a net loss for player agency because we had our status quo of these are the solar systems and this is their security status. They wanted to give us something extra that like people weren't demanding and crying for the ability to change sex status. They decided to put that in as a piece of content, which was interesting, admittedly, And I like it. And they let people fight over it. And there's a lot of debate. A lot of people didn't want that, but enough people, you know, that that's kind of balanced enough that I'm okay. It's like, this is an addition and, and it's worthwhile. But then when you put in the fact that some things will be changing that are beyond our control, you're taking away even more agency than we never asked for You're that's worse than the status quo.
2: Hmm. i will right. say uh just one thing real quick and then we can move on sure. i think players have i mean as long as i've played eve which is like 2004 players have they may not have been shouting for it but they've wanted dynamic security status systems uh they wanted to be able to change that they want to say hey i mine in this system all the time or i ride in this system all the time how come the sec doesn't go up or down based on that Still uh, and also up. and also uh to baleful's point uh Back in the day, and this is kind of maybe not a, a good argument to make, but uh, the map changed. We got extra regions, uh, we got n- new routes, new highways. Like everything has changed. Like the jump gates have gone to different directions. Oh,
1: like you and we I haven't
2: yet. Yeah, and we had no agency over that at all. It just, it just turned over one day. Like, they just flipped, flipped the switch, and it just happened. So I think this is, like, a better way to do those types of things.
4: But it's just ugly when it's based on out-of-game force majeure, right? When when, it's game, when when changes are added because of factors that are not something that, uh, well, you could count on, right? The, the highway system was taken down because of lag issues with the servers, right? So, so I don't think that's a good comparison, but but this is adding agency and taking it away, and it's well, really not a good. The scenario. main the main issue is that there that all those
5: changes were balance changes by game designers. This is content that we're not being allowed to engage in. This is player content on Serenity that Tranquility players don't have access to that affects Tranquility players and vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Um. In. Go ahead, Dale, and then we'll wrap it up.
1: The only other thing I want to mention is that there are currently two pretty big bugs in the invasion. Um, for one, systems that have been flipping readout, like the two we flipped to readout um, last night, this, like most of the sites aren't spawning. Like Zero sites for the Triglavians. We flip it to readout, which means Edencom wins the first stage of a liminal candidate, a blue or G5 yellow star, and flips to the second stage, for the, the Edencom victory of the first stage, readout. And the sites don't spawn anymore. And the NPCs aren't fighting each other. And it's just broken. And it's cool. just really hard to push up. It fixes itself at 75. At least it did in Avesbur, the one of the fortresses we won where we first saw this bug. But it happened for the second and third time yesterday, um, in the Amar system that's invaded currently, and the Minmatar system of Gelfiven, which is those two just went to readout yesterday. And it, it, that's unfair for the Triglavian players because they don't have the sites to push back. There's not many roaming fleets up because they're just like broken. And there's only two, uh, two emerging conduits and a minor conduit. So even the Edencom players can't push it up fast and unbreak it. So that's just like completely bjorked. And the other thing is in the non Amar Edencom victories and fortresses, minor victories and fortresses the orcas that drop the gu- gun stars which is the Edencom equivalent of a wear post don't drop the, the gun stars right so the orcas in galente kaldari and um in matar space are broken and not deploying the gun stars they're supposed to be deploying so um ccp has been uh, alerted to both of these issues and they should be fixing it soon mm-hmm. but it, it's it's two pretty big bugs that have uh yeah, it's been annoying in the those, those
5: gun stars not being dropped is actually a problem for both sides because Edencom doesn't have their guns, and those gun stars drop loot for uh, Tregovian players that kill them.
1: No, but be, be, because those gun stars don't drop, they're not getting put on the the gates and say the minor victory system of Bay that we just won the with that big battle over. And that means like the Triglavian roaming rats from the emerging conduit, there's not many of them, but they still exist in Bay because there's one emerging conduit in the minor victories for Edencom. uh, Can sometimes still sit on the gates in the system that Edencom won, right? So that's that's a pain in the butt because otherwise they'd be like the the Gunstar response fleet and they'd just get like wiped out by like the Republic fleet there.
0: I just liked how you said Bjork, instead it's of uh,
1: Bjork. All right. They yeah, got the, the Icelandic they got of
0: version of Bjork. Right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, cool. So that's the Triglavian updates. Uh, there's a lot going on there. Um, one last thing, though, Bay almost got taken over, but you guys beat them back. Eden Combs, congratulations.
1: Bay was, was a pretty fun night because we, we won Bay and Gilfife, and those, neither of those could have gone liminal, so the sex status could not have dropped because... They were Bay and Gelfiphon, not Gelfiphon, uh Damalin. It was Bay and Damalin on that day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They were not yellow G5 or
0: so, blue stars. So what, was the, what was the big deal of those getting taken over by Triglavians?
1: Minor victories, which have giant present? Like if a Triglavian wins a minor victory, there's just tons and tons and tons of Triglavians camping at the gates at like nearly all times and we're post all over the system. And if you're not friendly to Triglavians, it's just a pain in the ass to get through And hypothetically, it should be the same in reverse now. So it should be a pain for Triglavian supporters to get through. But the gun stars are broken.
5: Yeah, the the fight for the fight for liminality is a fight for security status. If it's not a liminal candidate system, then what you're fighting over is not security status. But which faction is going to control that particular system, which impacts the players, you know, who pass through
1: Right, like, like the gate camps in the minor victories are not a joke. Like, um, you you go to like uh, Aldic, which is a Triglavian minor victory, and like, you really have to, you really have to play your cards right to get in at the Triglavian. It's all hostile to you. Um, there, there are obviously ways to do it. It's not like unpassable, but like, if you it's are
0: hard, you're, I, you're,
1: it's, it's pretty hard. They it took it's me to out hard. fast.
0: Yeah, like you, you gate into something, and all of a sudden you're getting your ship stripped and destroyed right around you. Yeah, if you're, so if you're not easy.
5: in a, if you're not in a two tick aligned ship, then you are going to take some hits, and like See,
1: you, you have to get to. them. You have to. We've been like pulling them off the gate with like an interceptor, and then jumping in and warping, right? But, but essentially,
0: not passable, exactly. right? But, um. We,
1: Unless you have, like, a flank that can jump in and kill the stuff, or you do something like pull the rats off the gate, like, make them chase, like, an interceptor and leave the gates just so, like, they're not in scram range of you Mm -hmm. for 10 seconds, you can warp. You can can usually get, like, a MWD cloak in, too, if they're not.
0: Right. But so, like, if you're a freighter pilot and you're trying if to. you're move- freighter
1: pilot, you're not getting in unless yeah, you have, no. like, people helping you do it.
5: An escort fleet of some sort. Because yeah. there's, there's points that, sit on, that, sit, that are in these packs now. So they will point you.
1: Yeah. The anchoring rats point you.
0: I got it. So the net result of Bay being taken over, which is one of the systems. So
1: the thing about Bay being taken over is okay. So Bay's taken over. Jark and Sasta are a double fortress on the Amatar border. Demelin and. Uh, Ostager and Te'a Sun- Sunde are uh, fortress and two minor victories. So it's really, really, really hard for a Triglavian player to enter the Republic once the Gunstars are fixed. Like the, the Minmatar Republic is actually surrounded by Edencom victories right now. Like the fortresses on the Jerk border, the the Bay victor, the Bay Minor victory, the Ostager Minor victory blocking the Losec entrance of Amamake, the Damalin minor victory, blocking the other low-sec uh, axis of uh, Bospurger. Teosude, uh, which is blocking the people coming from the Great Wildlands or Ethereum Reach, out of Mold and Heap.
2: So, so it's there, actually uh, friendly, uh, really neat. I was looking at the...
1: Yeah, if you're friendly to the Triglavians, you are not getting in the Midmatar Republic once those guns are fixed.
2: I was looking at the the map, right, and then they fell to the Triglavians, right? We talked about it when they put the to Steve, the giga gun on the gate. If you were just like an unaligned freighter pilot, uh, your trip from Jita to Renz or Jita to Heck would get a hell of a lot longer, right? Like you're essentially cutting off not only uh, domain from Jita, uh, but also Humitar uh, and, and uh, Metropolis so this, as
5: well. This is an important question that was not brought up on the fireside side that I found disappointing. And that is, what should we expect uh, out of minor victory systems after the invasion is over. Because chapter so, 3 is the end of the invasion.
1: So somebody did ask uh, one of the devs if minor victory is going away, and they said there sh- there's going to be some lasting effects, but they couldn't tell us what. So everything we have on that is speculation. Alright,
5: so one some some lasting effects means that they're not going to be quite as deadly as they are now, but obviously right. we can but jump
1: to One thing invasions. in iron news that I do want to mention in according to these invasions is with the four different Um, empires, the rats are obviously different in each empire. Like The Kaldari rats are notoriously weak. They're buffed a little, but they're still rather weak. The Amar rats were nerfed a little. They're still a little bit strong. um, Not as bad as they used to be. But the one empire that has no liminality systems, final liminality systems, is the Republic. And the main reason for that is unlike the other three empires, the Republic, the locals who live there and the militia and the, like the Minamitar, our are like turning out in full force in most of the Republic invasions to the point where a lot of the Triglavians don't like going to the Republic. Like, it's actually really cool to see like um, these people who are like really into defending their territory. And I'm really disappointed. I'm not seeing it in the, as much in the other areas. Like um, you see it with some of the Amaro players, but like none of the Amar militia, almost. And it's it's kind of sad. I was hoping like the militias would be more to, yeah, defend our territory. But some of the Kaldari ones were at the start, but cal- defending Kaldari is depressing <laughs> because the rats are bad.
0: Okay. Another thing about Bay that we need to bring up is why it's uh, so important. I like this idea, by the way, of Kong protecting the Republic. It's very counterintuitive, right? Like the the poorest and most dismissed empire yeah. in space yeah, has the strongest police
1: force. Like actually banded together to defend their space, like like every invasion of the Republic, which is first of all, they have the least invasions because they have the least amount of space. They're just proportionally they get hit yeah. the least. But like every Republic invasion, like every local and like the Midmatar militia turns out in like really overwhelming force and it's it's inspiring, but yeah, like um, it is kind of cool. Bay, Bay being uh, Bay, is important though because yeah. it's people call it the Matar version of Niarja. It's it's a choke point that leads from the Heck and Ren's pipe to Galente and Kaldari space. And so, if you want to go from like Ren's and Heck to to Jita, you, you have to go through Bay, right? And um, so, if Bay fell, that would be another difficult point to get through in the new Silk Road that exists because of Niarja falling.
2: Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to. You'd have to go through a Losec or Niarja, right? Like, there's no way around well, it. it
1: or, like, you'd have to be friendly with the Triglavians to get through Bay, but you can't do that because, like, a few jumps that way, there's two Edencom fortresses that you have to go through. Right. So it's a really Is neat anybody, way
2: that uh, CCB are kind of splitting up the map, right? So it felt like for the longest time, everything was really close, right? So if I wanted to go to, to Renz, it was like the shittier uh, trade hub, right? But it was still a trade hub. And that area was, it never felt like it was off limits to me, right? With all of this happening, the map feel, at least high sec, feels like I've got to live in Galente space and, Did you guys
1: see the uh the video I shared of the most heroic moment of the bay fight with the smart bombs? I didn't know. I put it in the staff channel um, after bay happened. But one of the the stronger alliances on the Edencom side, Phoenix Naval Systems, um, warped twelve smart bombing practices right onto the one of the uh, uh site fleets. They they only killed like like a handful of ships, but like a local dropped by like 30 and Edencom just kind of ran away with the system after that, because once it's a tug of war and they basically kick the kybernauts down.
5: So yes. everybody's making a very big deal about the security status changes and the Silk Road and the Arja and all this stuff. But the, that road is like a gigantic minefield right now with, with the, the faction situation with the minor victories like if those get tuned down after the invasion is over then that's a different story but as of right now like it is it is absolutely not safe along many many points along that route not just niarja like that freighters will not make it all the way through if they don't plan appropriately it's not just niarja that's the
0: problem so the silk road is no more already?
5: Well, it never, it never was. It was going through those minor victories from the start. It's just that those can be gotten around. Uh, but a security status change is something that everybody's got to deal with. There's no police for anyone.
4: If you think about this from the perspective of the original design of EVE Online and comparisons of the map and what we know from other games that are trying to cut things off with zones, this is really like a teaching experience, right? It's like it's mostly affecting uh, at least directly roots, right, where ideally we would want fronts. This is why I have been arguing that this is a step towards the next iteration that is most likely going to be the empires with a similar Seesaw uh, invasion thing with systems on the border, so a non uh, a demilitarized zone or a neutral zone between each of uh, of the areas of the map. Uh, Maro and I was uh, looking at the, the the old maps the other day, and you can basically say that if if you drew uh, an actual uh, line between the, the individual uh, empires, and you maybe uh, recreated the chasm um, between the two halves of the map. You have something that is w- something that was wanted back in the day, but introducing something consequential like this that early was both technically not feasible and maybe not something you necessarily wanted in your player base. But I'm definitely seeing them doing something like that on the other uh, side of this whole grand finale.
5: Well, at, at this point, if I wanted to bring a freighter alone. Along that 49 jump Silk Road from Jita to Amar hitting those tra- uh, the trade hubs in between. If I wanted to do that without other players helping me, I would have to bring two separate characters, two Omega characters on separate accounts. One of them would have to be Eden Kamaline, one of them would have to be Trigaline. One of them would be in a two-tick ship, and one of them would be in the freighter. And they would trade ships to go through the appropriate systems that are taken over by one side or the other. That is the only way a, a one player alone can actually travel that entire road.
1: Are there any right. Triglavian victories on the Silk Road right now? I know there's a couple fortresses in the Eden Combin. I can double check, actually.
3: Does this, does this create the opportunity right for players to, as an example, control Niarja, allow their own craters
5: to bypass it, and have an advantage by under... Well, the- niarja has got no police now. New is got no police. I was talking about the, the one faction rats versus the other faction rats.
1: Yeah, but um, what, he, what he's saying is, like, if, if you want to move a freighter through New York, faster, you can't camp out with 100 people and move the freighter through. And that could be, totally be done. I mean, um, we brought a 70-person battleship fleet to the final liminality of system of veil yesterday for an RP event to get a freighter in. So that could totally be done with Niarzha. You'd probably just need a bigger fleet because there's already like a 70-person battleship fleet on Niarzha.
0: So you mean like a military escort fleet for hauling?
1: Yeah, because they, the whole RP idea was to try to get aid to the people on the planets who are stuck there since the, the system is being harvested and the Triglavians are in control. So um, basically 70 of us in like Vindicators and the Shacks and such camped the gate into the one-way-in system. And they brought a, fre- a freighter full of shuttles from planet to planet. Because I mean, so only we, our peers do this, this kind we of stuff. We should,
5: we should we clarify we? because uh, Agent Blackbear in Chat. Uh, so I was I was describing the system, you know, as it stands, the rules, as opposed to the current state of things. Yeah. Agent Blackbear clarified and said there there happens to be no Triglavian minor yeah. victories on, I that, didn't on think, that. I didn't think there yeah. were. Right. But yeah, there there could very easily be. That could, that could pop up and create that situation. And, so Shot- and it it all it already exists the other way around.
1: So Shotgun Messiah asks, how heavy into RP are the Edencoms and Triglavians? um Though there's a lot of players on both sides, and there's a lot of people who aren't. But there's a lot of people who are, and I think this event has actually gotten a lot more people into RP who otherwise maybe wouldn't have looked at it. There's been a lot of people on... Um, the R P channels that you haven't seen before this event. A lot of people posting on the in character forms. The Kybernauts have a, a role play section of their Discord, and uh, Edencom does likewise. Three of what I would say are probably um, the main Edencom supporting like alliances are like R P groups, and those have been a lot of the muscle for Edencom, that's Electus Matari, Phoenix Naval Systems, and Kimi Harar. Um, so, like, there's a lot of our peers in this event, which is kind of unsurprising given, like, the nature of, like, defend your empire, def- like, and and all that. Um, Arataka Research Consortium is always involved in stuff with with extraterrestrial kind of stuff, like the Drifters and the Triclavians. So they're doing a lot of their... They're like science RP behind it. So, this has been a really good event for getting people to see the RP side of EVE um, and interact with the RP side of EVE. So, not, and that's once again not to say everybody doing it is isn't RP. Some people have other reasons, whether it be because they think systems should go low stack or because they want to save high stack or just because they, they want something to do or they think the, the, the tug of war is interesting. But I think it's been a really good uh, event for RP-ers.
4: Um, and this is also why it ties back in old history and, in, and into the future, right? Because I think we're going to be not forced, but nudged into paying more attention to and being interested in the RP and in the law of EVE Online. Because if you think about it, the invasion and in the Triglavian with the Triglavians being like the rebels and the ones aggressing against the status quo of the empires and all that shenanigans. That was ideally what the faction uh, pirates were back in the day. You just didn't have this massive, interesting tech and, and narrative, right? It was very much uh, uh, a weak backdrop, right? So you could RP that you were siding with Sanchez or whatever uh, and then fight the origin of, uh, of, of your pod pilot, all that stuff. But this time, it's a much more meaningful narrative. And I do think that the next step is going to be that you are basically choosing in a much more meaningful way who you are supporting, who you are uh, bound to, and where you live. Um, at least that's uh, what I see from the innovation.
1: Um, one of the somebody in chat says, before Edencom builds guns in their minor victories, there are tackling trig rats potentially. And yes, that goes back to the broken gun stars that I said before. In Edencom minor victories, there's mostly Edencom sites, but there is a one emerging conduit, which means there are a small amount of roaming trig labians. And with the non Amar orcas not building gun stars, they can sometimes hang out on the gates.
2: So, what do you guys think is going to be the the lasting effect of after? Uh, let's let's just say invasion ends, right? It goes. However, I, I don't care how it goes, right? For the sake of the argument, what do you think is going to be like the the big lasting effects? Because I've talked to a lot of people who do industry industry stuff uh, in domain, and they have pulled up everything. They pulled up all of their citadels because they can't. Since they can't get through Niarja, there are some things that they can't source locally in domain. That uh, they're just like, well, if we're going to have to jump freighter stuff, I'm just going to move to. Galente Losek instead because there's a lot of connections back and forth. It's closer, yada yada. I've seen other people in domains say, you know what, we're just going to stay here. Um, then we're going to build uh, different things here instead of capital ships. We're going to focus instead on building uh, tech one ships and doing tech two like production stuff like that. They they can use a blockade runner for. But what do you yeah. think is going to happen? Like what? And I guess.
4: This is Not a detailed
2: happened. picture.
5: Oz, Oz it, it, has predicted a, d- a slow decline of Amar across the board.
4: I, I don't think that's going to be uh, the outcome. I think the the outcome is going to be that the null centric entities are going to pick up uh, a lot of the logistic work uh, because it's going to be it's going to be valuable. Basically, what Manneral has talked about for ages with smuggling is kind of what's going to happen. Um, it's similar to what happened with structures where uh, high sec entities were controlling all high sec structures and then nullsec came in i think something similar will develop from this and on the other side of all of this we're going to get an alternative for the high seekers based on standing affiliation and i think we're going to get a high sec uh uh highway system um where you actually pay for your jumps
0: what what did and we all, all say about smuggling
4: nullsec will will there will be a stronger uh variant of uh of black frog, right, with Jump Freighter Networks, where someone will take over that as a speciality. And I would expect they would do that most likely under the TTT banner. Um, And that's going to be the new way that uh, people will get their stuff shipped around easily. And, well, not cheap, but not necessarily extremely expensive and definitely not labor intensive. I want to... Manaral doesn't know what he's talking
0: about.
1: I want to respond to a couple (laughs) of the chat comments. Agent Blackbear asks um, basically if Edencom has been getting more numbers recently. And I would have to say that I think Nyarja did pull in a lot of people to Edencom when they finally realized that like what was happening because Niarja was gigantic news, to, like almost everybody. Um, so I think there was a surge of people after Nyarja. The other thing that I think is happening is that we've had a bunch of minimatar invasions recently compared to before and Minmatar invasions have a higher turnout than the other invasions because all the locals are really invested into defending the republic whereas i don't really see that same effect happening in the other three empires and um neo kaiser says this invasion um is basically the first time that they've ever suicide ganked in high sec um, because they've ganked the supporters and this ri- Invasion has also been the first time I've ever suicide ganked in high sec. I've suicide ganked Triglavians, right? And I have played this game 10 years, mostly as a low sec pilot. And something got me to try something new in, in a the game and like i had fun doing it actually even like i had some really dumb losses like where i just failed the gank because like i've i had never done it before right and i didn't use enough we didn't use enough catalysts or like beetle just landed off the thing and they were smart and like used their mwd but then we started hitting a few targets that were just like under like an undertanked zarmaz and an undertanked a uh, bunch of their lodgy and it was really, really fun. And I've tried something that I wouldn't have tried before. And I think that's another positive to this event. Uh-oh. A lot of people are trying stuff they're not ever trying before, whether it be suicide ganking or we've gotten some people their first kills. We've gotten some people to go into low sec or like the fake null sec um, systems of liminality who otherwise wouldn't leave high sec. And uh, we've got people to fly on new ships and train into new,
0: are you turning? Are you turning to the dark side now? Are you gonna?
1: I mean, no, because I suicide ganked people who deserved it. Like not. Yeah, I mean, I what would what would Concord, Concord have it. to say about that? I, Concord shot me, but I was shooting the people they wanted me to shoot, so they can get over
5: it. Concord. Con- is- Concord had to do their duty. They're bound by the, by the, the rules.
1: I actually, oh. I actually, had a big. But RC support. is still
5: doing what's right.
1: I had a big back and forth with one of the CCP devs about um, security status for killing triglavians because there's um, PvP content, especially when the system turns to low uh, in the first stage of liminality when the triglavians win the stellar reconnaissance, which is the opening stage. Um, uh, so when it, it turns to fake low sex, so you still have security status hits when you shoot each other, but the most efficient way of, shooting, of winning either a low sec invasion or a first liminality is to kill the other guy and then run sites uncontested, right? Because like that just makes sense. Otherwise, you're banging your head into a wall because you're both running sites. So you just kill them, and that's the best way to do it. But you lose security status. And for Edencom, you're basically doing the thing that Concord wants you to most do, but you're losing security status, which is basically your Concord cred, right?
4: I would say
2: one of the, the funniest things about all of this is it harkens back to a conversations I think we had, it was either with CCP Berger or CCP Hilmar, where he went and said, you know, whenever we introduce a new feature, in the past, we try and figure out what the players would do with it. Uh, but now we've completely given up. We we just have some ideas and we're just going to see where it takes us. And I'm sure someone's sitting around there in a meeting saying, so we did this Triglavian invasion that lasted two years. And one of the effects is suicide ganking way up. Like. I mean, I think I need to push back on this
3: false narrative you're putting out here, Baleful, because Concord doesn't want your vigilante justice. There are systems, there are rules to uphold Conc- Concord, a government system and to maintain stability Concord, in the empire. I, and by violating existing, these rules, there's a reason praised. we have to we, abide by these rules.
1: We have been praised by Provost Marshall.
5: Uh, Whatever, Straight Edge
1: the Heha ha <laughs> of Edencom for our good efforts and the, like lore wise it like blows my mind that the uh, people who are shooting the, the navies aren't going suspect.
5: I've, I've, I've bitten my lip until now and I've let all this Edencom you know love fly you know I've, I've let y'all get your points out but like I think it needs to be pointed out that your, your hero Casilla falcaneer is uh, a race
4: trader. And uh, you guys are underdressed for all this laughing.
1: So (laughs) here's the thing: Cassia Vulcanier might be a race trader, but so is Arcia Elkin because I joined Electus Matari. For the free tribes. And
5: I <laughs> am uh,
1: right. okay, so I'm
0: I'm also. A, I'm hold a. Risk on, hold hold on! Before <laughs> we get your, to our you guys are out. having a great time, but we need to bring along the audience, otherwise they're not going to get in on these jokes. I just want to review real quick. Oh, can we just explain after? No, All no. Right,
1: So Cassia volcaner is uh, the head of Edencom. There is an event character for her, but she hasn't popped up yet in local, which makes me sad. But, um, so that's a CCP
0: it's, character. That's not a player.
1: Right. It's a, it's a CCP-controlled character. You'll see them with yellow text if they pop up, and you see them every so often, like you saw Chuck Hade in Floss Swin. Um, But there is a character now for Cassia Vulcanier. So I assume she's going to pop up if there is some kind of finale or something. Um, and like just yell encouraging things in local.
3: How do you um, spell but, this character's name?
1: K-A-S-I-H-A. Go ahead.
0: Someone oh. just write it in chat. No. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine.
1: But um, anyway, she is uh, a former Amatar fleet veteran who is now uh, employed by Aegis, which is a division of Concord. Um, so the anybody who doesn't know the Amatar are um, basically uh Precious. They are a Mar loyal ethnic Minmatar who uh, bit. Be- Betrayed the other tribes um, way long ago and sided with the Amar, so they were given the region of Derelic, which is semi autonomous uh, part of the empire control uh, under the domain of Lord Ardashapur, which is one of the six royal houses of Amar. Um, basically, they're Amar loyal ethnic Minmatar, so a lot of people see them as race traders.
0: Hmm. And Arcia is.
1: Arsia is a ethnic Amar apostate who betrayed the empire.
0: So somebody that worked for the slaveholders went to fight for the the uh, where the slaves were from.
1: But she went to fight for the the Min she's she's part of the Minmatari alliance now Electus okay. Matari.
0: Okay. And that character is not a <laughs> CCP character.
1: No, that's that's my character. I used to be in Praetoria Imperialis Exequitoris for years um with Amar loyalist but with a lot of the events around Kaha and uh, and you know from Kaha to uh, all the way to Flossus, when like a year later there there's a lot of change in the character, reacting to a lot of the events that happened, a lot of interactions with the characters. But that would take like three streams yeah. for me to describe. it. Yeah, I'll them. do a full. I, I have a wiki page, but that's not for now.
0: <laughs> I have a wiki page. That's awesome. Well, I love the way you defend yourself. Good job and defending uh, Minmatar. Yeah,
5: for any, for anyone who doesn't know, this is this is one of the most prolific uh formerly Amar apparently RP players in the community. Like she's nice put out, she's uh, put out more material than like just about anyone.
1: My uh my character's family was attacked in one of the world news written by the devs. Oh wow. That's uh, CCP Delegate Zero. I love that guy. Uh,
0: yeah, I love your arc though. Uh, working for uh, slaveholders and then defending slaves. Uh, Okay, inside, this, this is all, this is all R- brand
5: R- new. Like, Ar- Arzia was hardcore for like how long? Or
1: a Ar- decade? Yeah, like, no, nine years. Like, right, she was in Pi for six and a half years before leaving right at the onset of the Fossus uh, yeah, So that, This is uh,
5: not this yeah, just a flip flop. Arzia yeah, does yeah. not change her mind very often.
1: Arzia Ar- <laughs> Ar- Ar- was a very hardcore ceramite. I even fought in the Amar tournament, right, uh, when Jamel died, as Elise knows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that it's always going to get brought up <laughs> good sport at least okay that deserves its own we're going to do our own interview and get to the bottom of uh rcs story because it sounds like it's it's way deep um i want to ask one more question on this Triglavian stuff Narsia, is there going to be in history uh a before narja and an after narja? is that is it that important what happened this last week
5: remains to be seen
1: I mean, I think that it will reshape uh, trade routes and trade hubs. I don't think it will fundamentally change the game so
2: I think it's going to yeah, be I huge. Disagree. I think it's going to be similar to like how we view uh, like before Gita, right I, I, maybe not at that scale, but it, it there's going be to be a moment.
1: To- the change from Uli to Jida.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be a, like a, that sort of. Level like, I don't of want to battle. downplay
1: it. Like Nyarja is is probably the biggest uh, system of the event and the changes yeah,
2: on it.
5: When this gets talked about, uh, you know, and oh, and they 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 let us change security status and a bunch change. Yeah, we got Niarja. Like that's that's going to be the one that people talk like, about.
1: Niarja, Like honestly, out of all the systems that that matter. Niarja is the main one that the Triglabians got. Like Rerevas was a small pipeline to uh, Satogus and all that pocket for the Amara militia that was kind of taken away. And um,
0: that was the first system.
1: Yeah. Other than that, uh, Itiora was really, a, Ichiora, Ikoria, however you pronounce it, was very important to the Kaldari militia. But Neither one of those is like that important on the grand scheme of things, like one system important to the Amara militia, one system important to the Kaldari militia, but uh, Niarja was something that was important to everyone. None of the other systems that have went liminality have been important at, at all. Like There have been uh, dead-end pockets like Veil, vale, that it's just it's just a, a dead-end with one connection, um, or that...
5: So, that, so, so is is very interesting, like... It's three jumps from Jita. It's a dead end. It's a play. It's like a content pit right next to Jita. You could go get, like, fight freely there. It's going to be an interesting thing. Yeah, that's not going to get, it's not going to get, get talked stuff. about like Nyarja will.
1: That's another example of a system. It's just like a dead end. It doesn't inconvenience. there. There is the one system in Kaldari space that had an agent that the newbie mission sent you to that everybody was like, Senda, senda. It was a dead end, but it had uh, an agent that a newbie mission sent you to. Uh-oh. And so, like, we had, like, newbies just jumping into a meat Grinder. Like, and I don't know if that's been changed or or something, but I think it should be if it's...
5: <laughs> well, so Sakenta so, so was uh, Mike Azariah's base of operations with the... Oh, base
1: yeah, base. that was for his... So bot,
5: had, yeah, bot. so he had a, he had a move. Mike so I, I I Azariah
1: a has actually been on Edencom side since that. He's, yeah. he's been in a few of our fleets. Ooh. I think
2: in a year... Amar is like the second biggest trade hub, and domain in that entire area is going to like wow. slowly wither away, and it's going to be replaced by like Dodixie. I think you're it, it's, it's going to be
4: Ulay again.
1: I think Dodixie is going to be the big winner too. I think Amar is going to become Helium <laughs> We're
4: gonna get we're gonna get Ulay back. We're gonna get the highways back, and we're gonna further split the maps. Or, okay, so over, so
5: Caleb, yeah. you're describing. You're describing the future, like if further changes are made by the devs, like getting, getting highways back, but but what we're looking at here is what, what's gonna happen. what, what will the player response be if things remain the way they are now? I think the player response
3: is red frog gets rich.
1: So I think that on the point of you lie. I, I don't think Geeta is going to be the finale, but I think July could actually be a finale, a big fight in July for the Concord home system, and maybe if the wins, it gets fortified and returned to glory
4: Well, mine is that uh, July and or at least the surrounding systems of July will become the new new barriers, and Yulai will be the New they've, old been,
1: they've been talking trade about doing that for and, a long time. Um, and you'll
4: get, you get highways to all the individual uh, areas of space, but in a way that actually costs you money or you will require security status.
1: They've and have
5: everything are, else are becomes are, smuggling. A UI finale isn't happening because that would mean that the, that the Troglovians are attacking Edencom, but they're not. They're just trying to take systems to live in they 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 do not they're not interested in wiping out Concord or Edencom mm-hmm.
0: all right, Elise what well, last take what's it's yours what why do you think uh, there'll be a, a Dodixie eclipsing Amar as a trade hub?
2: Oh, just because just right now traveling from anywhere in the south to Jeta where a lot of players go, even maybe more casual players, even the hardcore players always go through Jeta, um, that route to Dodixie is so much easier. The, the reason JITA became popular in the first place is because of uh, missions and, uh, like NPC missions are really big in Dodixie and that entire area. So I really think just proximity, you know, easy, accessible, low-sec nearby for for building and reactions, uh, and just the people I've talked to. They're saying, you know what, screw this. I, it, it's too hard. It's not worth it. I'm, I'm not super invested here in domain. I'm pulling all my shit up and going to uh Yeah. Uh, that's
0: as the travel ways get harder to trans to to pass, uh, you end up it becomes more expensive or more time consuming. Either one of those is a cost. And so instead of dealing with all that, you're just gonna do whatever's easier and you think that's the Dodixie to JITA combination.
2: So- yeah, I, and, and that uh, like even with the, the mechanics, it's really there's no one system where you can cut it off. Um, so I, I don't think that's gonna be an issue.
5: So Again, Oz, Oz's prediction is that Amar slowly just goes away.
0: Well, this is the thing. There's going to need to be some kind of market to service the south. Uh, Baleful said it's going to become Helium Mart, which is the fuel that Amarians use. Hilarious. Yeah. But, but does Amar even need to be in Amar anymore? Can it shift to a more favorable jump point, for instance? I
1: feel like that would be sad, Panda, because that's the capital system of the empire. So if it's going to be okay. anywhere, right? Like Amar, probably that
5: so the area has to be served and the gateway to the area is Niarja. So even if there is, you know, some market that arose on the other side of Niarja, the stuff would have to go through Niarja and make it to Amar eventually. I
1: wonder That's if like something could like. pop up in like derelic. Like, like, so it's a little closer to Jita, but it cuts off like 10, 15 jumps to Amar and it's still in the south.
5: I'm, Again, I'm if it's if it's not all high sec the whole way through, then it's not going to beat the Silk Road.
1: Well, it would be it'd be something like Tanu or like uh, Sasta. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, so maybe a new trade
0: hub sprouts, maybe a few, but uh, the South will. Uh, well, Oz says. Again, uh, you were yeah, about to say that. Oh, I could tell. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> um, In the contact so, of Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the context of Eve, right? We're talking about all this s- social stuff that's that put into the game so we can deal with it there. Um, but okay, so there may be different scenarios out there, but basically um, Amar is going to go through some change. Either it gets bigger or it gets smaller, or maybe there's more regional. And blackberry
1: made a good point right there. Um, yeah, there like, exactly. is one of the regions with the most asset safety stuff. Stuff goes the that point in system like all that, and you always see fire sales there. Imagine if there was a trade, like a, I know there's like a trade for desire in SAS and a trade for desire into new next door. Mm-hmm. But like imagine if there was like, like a, a bigger market there for all that, like all the stuff that gets asset safety literally next door.
0: Right. Well, Podion is another one of those asset safety uh, sites. And yeah,
1: that, that's that's in
0: Derelict. Yeah.
1: That's, that's what he was saying. And I think that's actually a really good point. Yeah.
0: And and plus sorry, Derelict, would- Sorry, Good Derelict party. can actually reach. So derelict can actually reach all the way into uh, immensia, which is nice. So I think you look at uh, Podium, Derelict, that relationship with uh, the Nullsec, and you might look at Providence and how it develops over time. Now that uh, now that it's in flux as well, uh, and what what you know, and that bumps up into devoid. And Podian and Devoid are kind of connected through Rahal Mahalan or something. So there's an interesting combination of things that can happen.
1: Both have that connection to domain too.
0: Yeah, the direct connection, yeah. Well, you're in uh, Providence, aren't you, Artemis? Are you hide that uh, in Providence? Yeah, Noir
3: is a member of RC. What <laughs> <But> a secret. <laughs> and uh, RC lives heavily in Providence when you mentioned Podion being a possible system. Like that is a regular travel point if you're heading... To and from trade hubs. And are,
0: yeah, like it's Noir like the is, of the South, basically. But go ahead, sorry. I
3: was just going to say, like, as far as Noir is concerned, if you want to head down to the South and be serviced by a market, stop by 9UY. There happens to be a free port there. Sell your wares or buy some the more.
5: What
0: have you? Yep. The, it's the pirate market.
4: That's, a, that's the whole uh, politics that's going to change, right? Uh, geography is, is being changed by this. That means that the null entities will also be forced to somehow decentralize and make this into a new and more efficient system. And I still think that something like Red Frog is going to eventually fold into TTT because that's the natural progression. I would just like von Sui to maybe comment on the whole Sino thing, which we discussed in an earlier episode.
5: Which which one?
4: Uh, it's just the quantum is pointing out that some of these things should be. Uh, more like proper uh, security, and not this uh, fake uh, low and fake null. Oh yeah.
5: So we we discussed in the past that uh, the the null security spaces that are being created by the invasion by final imminalities are not true null sec. They're trig sec. They uh, it 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 is only the removal of uh, crime watch, which means there's no bubbles, no bushes, no bombs, and no signs.
1: Well, there's signs oh. if it was originally low sec. Yes,
5: That's if it was if it was originally
1: because low sec systems are also invaded at the same rate as high sec systems. Yes. So, so it basically retains the properties of its original security status minus Concord gate guns and security status hits when it returns null.
5: Yeah, it's just it's just a crime watch system that is impacted and nothing.
1: Although else. in First Liminality, you see clone soldier rats when it's low
5: I did I had heard that actually.
1: Yeah, you so, see on soldier rats in the belt, the, the low sec only bats to drop the security tags. You see them in the
5: belts in low sec. So we were we were discussing what these systems should be. Um they ended up this way because this is what was practical in terms of manpower, you know, dev hours, etc. This is what they were able to code and uh a full security status change wasn't practical, but We've kind of discovered something new here, and uh, I'm interested in the the both the Edencom and Treblavian players' thoughts on what those like what the rules should be. A should they stay p- the way? Should they stay the way they are, or or should it, do you want it to become full null sec? I know?
1: would say more people than not, um, and like, it, like by more people than not, I mean maybe 55, 45, like not overwhelming, um, like there being space that is freely engageable with no hot drops. Um, but a lot of people want to use bushes and and bubbles and stuff. Yeah, some people the don't four, like
5: bubbles, but you know like yeah, the four specific restrictions that that are on the table here are bubbles, bushes, bombs and signups. Those are the four things that we, you know, in, in the case of high sex system that became known. Right. that's what's on the table here. So do we want all of them? Do we want some of them? I will say, if you
2: put industrial Sinos back into Nyarja, I'm totally fine. Uh, yeah. they can
4: Is hop it right through. still a
3: thing where you can um, bastion a Marauder on a gate and it will bounce the jump freighters before they can jump? Or has that been fixed? That sounds really niche. I mean, I'm Don't thinking know. if we're going to start like having a bunch of jump freighters come into Nyarja and you know exactly where they're going, and it's going to be a constant flow, someone's going to do it.
1: But I do like the idea of there being some like fighting space where you can't hot drop, you can't use caps because there's so much of the fighting res- revolves around the capital fleets in low and null sec.
0: All right. Um, we were going to jump to nullsec uh, issues and actually a little bit of wormhole stuff since we just had a second episode of the uh, Noikis connection with uh, Tiberius. He had to leave, unfortunately, but check that out. That'll be on YouTube today. And we're going to release it as a podcast on your Talking Stations podcast. So you'll probably hear it with uh, this one. If you're just listening to the podcast, Uh, as far as uh, the M.E.R., are we able to bring up some of those charts, Artemis? I know it's short notice. Maybe we can't grab those. Uh, But are there any highlights that you want to point to any of you guys uh, on the M.E.R. that's uh, interesting?
4: I mean aside from WASA?
0: Yeah, M.E.R. is the monthly economic report, and it's just come out for the last month. Uh, And I'm wondering if we saw anything there. Caleb, you shot first with... Caleb, shot first with Owasa. What's going on with Owasa? Uh
4: I, I, I don't think I, I should uh, do any conclusive uh, comments, but uh, damn, there's a lot of productivity going on down there.
0: Uh, as far as NPC ratting, they're uh, what were they at? Some trillions.
4: They're over. Yeah, six they're at the trillion. top by
0: far. Over yeah, that, six. That, that,
4: that looks like some some delve numbers, and it's <laughs> like crazy.
0: Okay, so why why wasn't there a secret criticism when Dell was doing it uh, now that they're doing it? Are there more people in Dell? It's-
4: well, it's, it's more the whole who is doing it and uh, how long have they been there. And uh, it's, you know what it is. So I, you can say it if you want. I'm not
0: okay for sake of the audience catching up on what what are what's being talked about because it's talking in stations right like what are some of the secret things that people are saying behind the scenes and one of the criticisms is that uh is dominated right now uh by fraternity and fraternity is essentially harvesting the heck out of that place running a bunch of uh Ratting uh, missions, so their income is enormous right now as you can see six trillion in the last month alone Just from that kind of behavior
4: and and it, this okay Chad is already mentioning bots, right? This bot is in all groups. There are also potentially rmt. is in all groups. There's also uh, shitlords. Let's not talk about groups. Let's just talk about the scale of this. This is like explosive and that amount of wealth generation is just something that uh, triggers my spidey sense, and uh, well, I, I, I'm I'm expecting. Uh, well, well, of course, uh, everyone is blue, so it could be happening everywhere. It's just uh, remarkable that it's only happening or mostly happening in Wassa.
0: But but what's changed? There's a war that's occupying a Horde. And uh, certainly test and certainly uh, delve is shut down for the most part. I don't think they registered too high on the list. So wasa is unmitigated and the people who live there are not a major part of this war at the moment. It seems to me that those are perfect ingredients for tripling your productivity. And and
4: if you have the manpower or the number of alts or whatever, uh, and you're part of Pappy right now is a very, very good time to do some crabbing because it's going to be very difficult for anyone to really effectively stop you. But the only place that we've really seen this ramp up is Wassa. And I just think that's
3: not true. That's quite true. I mean, number two on the list is Cobalt Edge right up there also in Panda Fam space. And you've got Peregrine Falls, which is prime um, legacy space branch, which Fraternity just took over. Like, am I wrong that Fraternity is still pushing sort of in the northern arc coming over from the week? And then also Kavala Expanse, again, used to be Horde space. I guess they moved back in and started riding again. But I don't think it is a case that it's just Owasa. I think basically anywhere that's not Imperium space is having a good time right now.
4: Yeah, that's to be expected. I, I just think some of these numbers are um, a little bit iffy.
0: That seems to me to be the intent of the war. At least you can come right in after this. Uh, the that this is supposed to be a long war by shutting down the opportunities of delve to make money on an individual level, and to keep that pressure up until it becomes so unfun that people say, "You know what? I'm going to leave because money is being made." You know, money is being made in legacy or in a hard space. What am I doing waiting this out? This is going to take months. I'm going to go play somewhere else. I think that's one of the strategies of Pappy coming into Delve. It's not to wipe it out. It's to put enough pressure on it to shut it down. What do you think, Elise?
2: So I, I think that you've touched on an interesting point that maybe people hadn't uh, necessarily considered. So uh, I think Vili and ProGod had uh, like a state of tests uh, almost two months ago now. And they said their goal was to destroy goons, uh, and then, you know, be the good guys or whatever. I, I, it was, it was a little out there and I, and I thought it was a little bit off base, but they've since refined it and it's been good. Um, but you, you mentioned that, uh, everywhere else is making money, right? Delve is the one that's being kind of strangled, uh, shut. And for the longest time, Delve was the one making all the money in the game. They were the ones that would, you know, give me everyone you want. You know, it's not just, you don't have to be a something awful member to join Goonswarm anymore. That that ended decades ago or a decade ago, right? So the goons started taking on more and more bodies and this war, you're starting to see one of the effects. I don't know if it was the primary effect, but it is an interesting, uh, necessarily ne- wow I'm stumbling over words today <laughs> it is an interesting effect where some of these people are saying the people who just joined to make money are saying well I can't make money anymore I'm going to go somewhere else it's a small trickle it's a very small trickle but a small trickle over the course of a year um would be pretty significant right so you're letting uh we we talked about this before I think everyone fighting in this war recognizes that fraternity are the huge winners no matter what happens uh, goons die fraternity wins test dies fraternity wins salemate fraternity wins like everything's coming up fraternity right now uh, especially when you look at the the income that they're making in Owasa and these guys are a relatively new alliance in at least in macroscopic macroscopic Eve online terms goons have been around since the server. Turned on. Tesla's also- been around for the longest time, so these guys are very much playing. At least they feel like they're playing catch up, uh, and I think they're they're going to start laughing people real soon.
4: Yeah, this is also why it was so funny when really uh, countered my argument with, "What are they going to gain?" I was like, "Well, you can see what they're going to gain. It's very obvious."
0: Uh, they, they're gaining uh, wealth, I guess.
4: They're gaining wealth. They're gaining momentum. They're gaining hot bodies. Uh, well. At least we suspect that they're mostly hot bodies, um, they're just growing like crazy. And on the other side of this war, they could end up being the new goons because everyone else is going to be licking their wounds and uh, basically they won. So when, when I said, well, these guys are eventually going to start funding this war uh, and be the major uh, money and assets uh, income for Pappy, really said, well, what are they going to gain from that? Well, you can see what they're going to get. It's like obvious.
2: I mean, we are seeing one of the byproducts of this war so far, the last week, the last 10 days has very much been a stalemate um, from all sides, like everything's kind of slowed down a lot. But you see the pappy side has now taken the MER away from the Imperium. It's no longer a recruitment tool for them. It's no longer something that they can uh, meme about and boast about. You know, it, it started as a joke, but it became a real thing that like, hey, look, we're making all this money. Come join us. That's gone now. The the Imperium doesn't have that uh, anymore. That's
4: true. The Dell time unit is definitely tanking like crazy. Um, And it's being shifted to the Oasa time unit.
0: Right. Um, Well, that's an interesting thing, because one of the what had happened in the in Evon line is that uh, after the Imperium lost their space in the north, which they were, they were kind of, they said, overextended and not quite right. They were out of shape, basically. A lot of people left their group, uh, and they slimmed down to a really tight group of very dedicated players. And those are the ones that came south and started up Delve. And when they built Delve, the idea was to build it into a secure area. They were able to do that. Then they were able to be left alone because nobody really challenged them or whoever didn't did do enough damage to them. They grew slowly and methodically. And then the story started coming out. Look, we're safe. If you want to make money, come here. And they attracted business, basically. And those people then augmented the numbers of the Imperium to the great big uh, empire that it is today. But a lot of that was built on the image of success and the image of basically um,
2: fortune and so also a lot of that is you know so the imperium for a very long time although they have had renters they are or at least goons themselves have been very much against renters right that was one of the things that uh, drove them in delve one and delve two for going in the way way back machine Um uh, band of brothers had the, the greater bob community which was essentially renters um and goons just morally opposed that and you see asher's post about how Eve are the good guys and or how goons are the good guys. And he's like, yeah, we, we hate renters. We hate the idea of renters. What the Imperium did is they opened up to renters, but they also integrated them, right? So they they essentially did the same thing, but instead of just leaving them as tiny little fiefdoms that are renting from you, they integrated them into the Imperium. And that gave them like a huge advantage, not only in being able to make money, but being able to uh, you know, just have bodies uh, to to do everything with. It was a huge, huge advantage. I would say it's probably more important to the rebuilding than it was just making money, right? It's getting that, that new talent, that new crop of people.
4: Yeah, it's the Hadrian solution, right? It's what Emperor Hadrian did in, in real life history when he gave pretty much everyone citizenship. And in goons, in, in it basically, or well, the Imperium, as they rebranded, it basically integrated and improved the social cohesion because you don't necessarily uh, socially integrate with a renter. It's enough to know one guy or something like that in a group that's renting. And he might be a little bit socialized into the group that he's renting from, but he's still just an outsider. And again, I'm speaking from firsthand experience because that was how I got into the barbecue when I was actually a renter. So th- this is just, mm. if, if I had integrated my entire group instead of just me and uh, uh, the upper echelons of my group, that would have been a much bigger force that Bob could have carried around, right? Of course, then we start talking about cutting fat and all that stuff. But the point is, it was a win to get rid of the renter model and do a proper integration model.
2: All right. Well, Either way, what we're seeing in this war so far is, you know, this has been a big hit to the Imperium. It's probably their most significant uh, loss, really, right? So they've lost uh, Fountain, right, and everything in there, which represents a lot of money, like a 1000000000000 or something died there in just structures alone. But being able to take this this away from them, it's making me wonder, like, hey, maybe, maybe a stalemate is good for Pappy, right? Like, the Imperium morale is still high. Like, they're still able to win fights on the battlefield. But if this lasts for a year, maybe those people that integrate it are going to say, hey, you know, I'll integrate somewhere else.
4: That's because a trillion today is a diamond a dozen. This is also why I don't understand this endless talk of TTT money. TTT money is nice beer money, and it can support something like this movement towards Delve, but it cannot support the numbers that's going to be on the other side in any shape or form. So so we should stop arguing the whole thing that, that TTT is paying for this war because, well, it's not a war yet. It's a prologue to war.
0: Well, that's another thing that came out of the MER is where's the war because it's not showing up as far it's as economically. Negative.
4: Right? Economically, it looks like a, a, it's a negative effect. Usually you get a massive spike in, in, in destruction and it goes way above uh, production and stays like that until, well, until it peaks and then the war is kind of over. Uh, it's just we've not seen that. We've seen the opposite, that it actually dips. So it's lower than normal. uh, So it's not a war yet. It is still just a massive prelude.
0: What's the takeaway of the MER saying that less things are being destroyed? Yeah. What's the takeaway from that? What what can we?
4: OK, this is what I tried to explain when I think we had Tiberius on in one of the daily shows. What you get is you get this lull or this um, silence before the massive uh, push, uh, before the actual storm hits, right? And usually that just pauses things a little bit, but in this case, because it's pretty much everyone involved, it completely negates, uh, destruction because anyone, uh, in the Pappy forces, they're mostly at least not shooting each other. Uh, so there is no destruction. Um, everyone is hunkered down in Dell, So they're not coming out and shooting stuff uh, at the same level as normal. So. The only ones that could have picked up a little bit of uh, destruction would be losses from from PvE. And they're just always negligible, right? It's just not happening. Um so you see this massive dip instead because everyone is waiting for the for the crunch.
0: Anybody else want to weigh in
2: on that? I mean, I think it's really hard to speculate, right? Yeah. So I mean this this MER is from a while ago too. It's not uh it doesn't really encapsulate some of the most recent fights. Um I mean, the, the early days of the war was very much like a poke, poke, poke to see what comes down. But yeah, I, I think we'll see more coming in. Also, you know, a lot of people stopped taking supers to rat in and not only because of, obviously, in, in Delve, people were killing them, but they just became not, not good, right? There, there's no point to, to use them over something else. They were rather too risky.
0: Well, the...
4: Uh... Go
0: ahead, Mineral. Can you lock the channel, please? Gonna, I thought I did. I don't know why this guy keeps jumping in. Well, we'll in the wrong on channel.
3: I do want to just point out that while ratting has gone significantly up, mining is still conquered by high-sec region rather than L-sec region. Is this the result of just a, a taste and preferences thing between the two different coalitions? Is it the result of all the Roracle changes? We think about mining not going up, but instead ratting going
2: I mean, there have been the, the vocal has been nerfed over and over and over again, right? So I think people have realized that is the easiest way to go. Uh, some people will also say is the easiest thing to bot. I don't think that's the case, but whatever. Um, there's always been and, and I, I did want to address this a little bit, and, and people might accuse me of like fanboying fraternity or whatever, but um, there's always when there is a language barrier and a cultural barrier between two groups. One like one group always says the other one because they have no insight onto what they're doing because there are these cultural barriers. They say, "Oh, these guys must be botting," uh, and I, I think it's not something we just let linger out there. When I was um, like when I was playing Eve in the 2008 era, 2008 to 2012, everyone was like, "Oh, DRF, they're all botting. They're they're all botters. All those Russians are botters. and it turned out that. There were some real bad people in there. There were some people isk uh, selling isk in there, but they weren't all botters, right? Like <laughs> the same like numbers happened when uh, like Europeans and Americans moved into that same region, right? They were able to pump out the same amount uh, of wealth. So I, I do want to just caution people when they say, "Oh, well, all fraternities are botters." That's why they get the the, the big numbers on the MER. No,
1: things with the fraternity space up in like Alaska. It's like there's no nearby NPC null to like store dreads in, and like they, the, it's a lot harder to attack with any real force.
2: Yeah, but it's got good true Like, I'm sure there are. A lot, I'm sure there are some bad apples in there. I have no doubt. I'm not saying there are no botters in fraternity, but I'm just saying because I keep seeing people in chat say, "Oh, the only reason is is botting." There, they're just all botting. I don't think that's necessarily the case. They also
1: have like a policy where like you have like one person in the standing fleet and like one ratter and like everybody has to like have something like that
3: i think the the simplest way to counter the balding argument is that botters don't pvp and i don't think anyone can discount fraternities
2: i will say so someone says oh they're all botting for sure have you ever run the region yeah i have unfortunately anytime you come into the local they're all safe anytime you go through a choke point system the next five systems are safe um i'd you can do that without botting, right? That happens in Imperium space as well. That happens in. They also
1: uh, respond with overwhelming force to anybody poking in that area. Like you, you yeah. bring like two battle cruisers, and all of a sudden, a Titan and like uh, four hundred things bridge onto you.
2: Yeah, it's it's a notoriously it's unfun not, place to yeah, roam because to they will camp you. you. For six hours. They will literally spend six hours camping you. If you're like, oh, we'll just duck, duck into this side system, wait a few minutes, then come out again. They will stay there camping that gate for six hours. They, do. they really do. I'm impressed.
4: Okay, just, just to defend myself a little bit, because chat is going a little bit bonkers saying that I can't say that it's not a war yet because that's me spinning. Well, it's really not because really has said this himself. It's not really a war yet. It's a prologue to a war and we're only in one of his his moon phases i don't know uh but the point is it's not started yet because the numbers are saying it's not started yet it's not it's not me trying to spin a narrative it's just what the numbers are showing us
3: this is the glassing of fountain everyone this isn't actually get that out there
4: (laughs) nice comparison
0: well okay so let's actually move into null from the monthly economic report um, what are some of the things? This last week has been kind of quiet. It seems like a lot of stuff has been happening since the move. We saw a giant fleet of uh, super capitals move from the south up into the north. Now that there is a whole Keepstar road uh, from Cat to essentially Fountain. Well, actually Iridia. Um, and they've really moved into an area where, as we talked to Billy, he said they have a three, three prongs into Delve should they want to use them. Uh, what do you think the current state of the war is, and uh, what do you think is going to happen this next week? Well, so the,
2: the fountain front—I'll just cover the fountain front and really because that's where more active. Uh, after wide Eyes two two weeks ago, the fountain front uh, slowed down significantly. Right, it's it's much more measured. There's still stuff dying every day. Um, Keep Star died in Otech, no and the next one, the KBN final timers. I think tomorrow. I, I could be wrong. Uh, so that region is going slow, but it is uh, a slow grind where more and more infrastructure is dying. I think 10 uh, s- like significant, which is like four or, or higher citadels have died in the week. Uh, so it's it's much more slow and measured, but PanFam uh, and that entire group over there on the fountain front are very much just like doing a slow march towards Y-2. Uh, in Quirius, like, that area has, like, started to have a little bit of moments, uh, a, little, a few little sparks. So that's one of the prongs that, that Vili has mentioned, right? There's a, the Fountain Prong, there's the Prong. There's the Aquarius Prong, and then there's another one, just, like, right on the edge where they meet in period basis. So the yep. G-Magic Prong.
3: It looks well, like think, the Imperium uh, has been dropping a bunch of Athenors and Esoteria and Impasse and generally in Legacy Space. Happened upon all of those Lost Males today.
2: Yeah, Boat came on last week and it was like, "We dropped sixty-nine of them for for the memes." Um, that was their their big like that. That was their version of warfare. It is making you grind a structure. Ha 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 ha. Uh, those have I think all been
4: cleared up by now. It's a poop bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Grinding
1: yeah, is a pain in the ass.
4: And 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 to be fair, um, the interesting thing from my perspective, and I know that half of uh, chat might get triggered by this is that there's a fast momentum of the prologue to war that really was also pointing out when he was uh, on the show that he was surprised that it had actually gone uh, so fast and that the fountain was already pretty much done and what then happened in my narrative is that the last few keep stars kind of got a little bit uh defended and then the kvn catastrophe hit and the momentum kind of got lost a little bit otherwise they should be on the way into delve by now in my opinion and i think that was also what uh really was expecting because that's what the, the the prognosis was saying but why mm, type two that whole oops uh, and then the KVN just after with the server uh, node crashing, that pretty much uh, halted that momentum a bit. So now they have to finish those two before they want to do their final approach in one of those three locations that you're talking about.
0: On the Imperium side, they have defended themselves uh, uh, lately, and there hasn't been much progress since. Is there a way of looking at this, and you might even roll nausea into that because they participated in that and twisting it. Is there there a sense that they at least stopped momentum and are now holding everything pretty well, and is that a good thing for them?
2: Uh, Morale in the Imperium, and this is me as like a quasi-outsider, right? I have a a character, a few characters in the Imperium, just to, to kind of gauge how things are going and it's it's fun to meet other people. Um but morale in the Imperium is high. They're like, ah, we 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 did it, right? Um two weeks ago morale was not as high. I'm not gonna say it was low, but people thought fountain dropped way faster <laughs> than it should have. Fountain was meant to like be the buffer region to Delve for, I think, until like November-ish, right? Or uh, maybe if you're like trying to plan it. Uh, and you're on the Imperium piece. You you keep that Fountain uh, piece on the board a little bit longer than it did, and it just it got wiped out in, in three weeks, not even. So I think that gave people a little bit of pause. Uh, now that it is slowed down, as Killer mentioned, I think they're saying, okay, we're we're getting a little bit of something out of Fountain. We're getting some buffer here. This is good. Uh, we're happy with this. So the, the morale of the Imperium is quite quite good. They they do feel like the. You know, it, it is no longer Fortress Delve, right? And, and we said this before when we were talking about the idea isn't that you'll never break down that front door. The idea is once you get in, you're going to get sucked down by all these timers, right? The narrative is changed to Delve is going to be your undoing because it is now a quagmire. Uh, you're going to get stuck in the quicksand. There's 180 timers that you have to go through, which is like the... the Thing that they keep spouting. And it's not like, hey, we're going to defend all these timers and we're going to win. It's you're going to tire yourself out trying to take them. Uh, so even if you do take them, you're going to die here.
3: This is very nostalgic of World War B1 and the sword fleets in Saarinen. And yeah, just we, saying.
4: And I mean, obviously,
3: obviously I'm 100% biased, but this is exactly the same narrative once um once the Imperium moved to Saarinen and B1. It's, we don't expect to win. We want to make this. Was it a hell war or something like that? I don't even Honestly, remember. We're going to bore you to death.
1: Honestly, 180 timers does sound worse than Romino Asa. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, if you told me I had to do 180 timers, I'd leave. Like, I'm well, just saying.
3: I think the peop- thing <laughs> people Quite are good. missing is that the defense is going to end or at least significantly diminish before even half of those keep stars are dead. It's going to be like when the DRF fell where the the main alliances are going to realize, okay, the space is not worth defending anymore, and then they're going to move out. Then it's just going to be a, a handful of supers grinding down structures for the people who have the patience for it. That is my prediction. That's about
2: it. We did miss, um, we did kind of, and I completely just whiffed on this one. I had it on the tip of my head, but forgot. Um, there was a, a significant dread fight in Catch um, that, came out, I think it was three days ago or so when what 60 dreads died, uh, total. I think it was like 50, 10, maybe on the numbers, Imperium to, or Imperium allies to Pappy forces. I, I think Imperium aren't, not, aren't going to want to say, uh, that the Ferrata guys are in the Imperium, but they are definitely allied with the Imperium and they lost a bunch of dreads. Oh, I
0: didn't, I, I didn't hear about that. I mean, I heard about Dread Fight. I didn't know who was involved. I thought it was Providence uh, and Snuff or something.
2: Uh, I think it was it was like the Stain guys that were allegedly helping out the Imperium to like bait out a fight, and then things escalated too much, and so the Imperium was like, "Hey, we're not going to take this one."
0: Yeah, and so those
4: guys just died.
0: People didn't talk about that very much. Didn't hear that.
4: Um, okay. All right. That's- to me, it appears that the uh, Horde does have a little bit of a problem grinding down structures, at least when they're getting defended, just saying.
0: Horde? But I think Horde Happy just came over. Because, uh, they uh,
4: didn't it's, it's demonstrate a that. Fountain, like, no, because they withdrew, it's like, come on, they, they, they tucked tailed and run, right? They, they were hiding in Dell, they were commanded back to Dell.
0: I like the way that sounds. They were commanded back to Delph. That's,
2: uh, <laughs> someone pulled on that chain a little bit too tight and they just went all back to Delph. Like,
0: uh,
4: that is a fact, right? That is what happened. Did they? No, I thought, was it was it in,
0: was it Initiative's idea to move back into Dell or did they get commanded back into Well
3: I mean, combination, if right? it's a you strategically come- correct decision to make, it doesn't matter who made the decision. It matters <laughs> of whether it's right for them in the long run. I-
0: Okay we need so to Carneros, stop the
3: spin and focus a bit more on like does this, is Carneros, this a
0: the leader of bastions says no one was commanded back to Dell. I just like the ring a bit, but uh probably not okay, so should we should we move on we we've been at it for two hours. we should really stop, but uh we can't just leave it here there's a little more meta news and and we'll try to break it down for you quickly we're not going to debate it we're just going to talk about it and analyze it like analysts of this game but uh what was the big news of the week we'll have chat take their guess and then at least what do you think the big news of the week was as far as uh, the war
2: goes I mean for me the big the big news is the the super caps moving to a new front right uh and I think although that happens Starting last Sunday, I think it took it took that whole week to get everyone uh, moving from FAT. Uh, and so now you've got this big spooky super fleet combined with Pappy uh, that's sitting in an area that's in striking distance from a, a whole lot of new things. Good man. Uh, Artemis, what's your pick for the most uh, the
0: biggest news of the week?
3: Uh, probably server instance. It's rather annoying trying to bash Peptis. Po- Fortunately, it looks like that's all been taken care of. The explorer decided to tweet out and saying, hey, it was two separate issues. We fixed them
4: both. So that's nice. I don't think CCP fixed the internet weather issue.
0: Good man, too. (laughs) Uh, Baleful, uh, what do you think the biggest news of the week was?
1: I think it's been the bug with the the gunsters not deploying, kind of taking away some of the whole point of uh, the... At least the minor victories and fortresses outside of mars space.
0: good woman i i am very impressed by you guys uh so i'll go with caleb don't disappoint me caleb what do you think the biggest news of uh, the week was this week
4: well hardly anything happened the most dramatic thing that happened in this week was really the asher post that uh, got uh read it in a little bit of a knickers uh, twist uh, everything exploded over there I think Bart Ghost had it when he said that uh, it was like uh, placing a, a bit of a bomb in the system and it just blew up in everyone's faces and now it became laundry day and everyone was uh, getting out there with their dirty laundry and everyone was uh, emptying their closets of skeletons and trying to see what was happening in the past and uh, it became a little bit of a, a toxic show to be honest um, and I felt like it was what could have kickstarted uh, a completely annulment uh, of uh, the clean fights and the gentleman stuff that we had had up till then. I don't I know. know if that's going to happen, um, but it it it, it could uh, devolve further. But uh, I think maybe some of our talks and uh, uh, maybe the 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 meta show uh, going a little bit, or at least attempting to go a little bit adult, might have uh, defanged that. I hope.
0: All right. Well, that's okay. For talking stations, a lot of people that we were talking to were talking about that. I think uh, that in the metasphere, that's what it was. So I'm really proud of you, other three that weren't paying attention to that, and were. I'm going to be honest. I
3: didn't it. even see this
0: Reddit post. You didn't? I don't
1: watch Reddit. I hate it.
0: I love you guys. You guys are awesome.
1: I get that's my it. news the intergalactic summit. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> that's why you guys are here. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to know more about um the reddit post and any of that stuff there's uh, i'm sure it's discussed in other shows you can also see we had a discussion on it on thursday or friday where uh it kind of fell apart really to be frank but uh, caleb did his best to uh to represent one side because the that side wasn't being represented very well uh, so there's a couple shows on that sort of thing but i will say it is interesting to look at and this is what we came away with at least i did is, is not what somebody says. It's the timing of when they say it. It's where they say it and, and really what they're saying and how, and, and who the actual audience is. Because you can talk, you know, when a, when the president of the United States or any country speaks, he's speaking, say, to a body of, um, representatives, but he's really speaking beyond them to a secondary audience, which would be like the actual public. And I feel like there was a little bit of that going on with the addressing of um, narratives and good guys and bad guys. And, you know, why should you guys hate us kind of?
4: Well, just just yesterday. to take us back, right? Because Elise was there during the last one. I think Artemis uh, must've been as well. There was a similar uh, story uh, cycle news cycle with something that very much resembles this, right? I, I actually was inspired to write uh, an article back then, and it was pretty much on the same tone. It was this, okay, the the othering of the attackers, which is natural. It belongs in war. You always have to do that. The othering got to a point where it was kind of nasty, and then there started to come some uh, some of those articles started to come out that had this, uh, well, are, are goons really that bad for the game, and are they really that toxic, and and all that stuff. Of course. Um, you could say that uh, there was always still skeletons and and then you can point to different uh, scenarios and and uh, individuals fine um but it was very similar um I won't say I don't think it's a defense strategy. I think it's more the fact that when when other eve players in on the field start treating you inhumanely um as a non human then going out and saying, "Is this really fair?" I think that's that's pers- personally that's that's natural, and and I think uh, uh, what we've had uh, have had during the uh, initiation of this war, where everyone was trying to like speak to each other like human beings, is going away, and that's just to be expected. I just hope that it doesn't turn into some of the very toxic stuff that actually happened during uh, World War B uh, slash Casino Wars because that got a little bit nasty, especially because there was an unfair player on the field.
1: So, like, with that whole point about, like, uh, the goons getting... Like, I do think, actually, the goons are treated uh, a little unfairly and stereotyped a little unfairly compared to the other null no blocks. I mean, I'm mostly an outsider looking in, but, like, I see most of the big null no blocks is more or less the same. Maybe one's a little makes a little more money. Maybe one has a little more power, a little more uh, amount of people. But I don't think goons are any worse for the game than any other gigantic uh, group is going to be. And every gigantic group has wonderful people. There's a lot of wonderful people in goons. There's a lot of shitty people in goons, but there's a lot of shitty people in Pandemic Hordes, a lot of shitty people in Brave, a lot of shitty people in test, a lot of, a lot of good people in all of those alliances too. In order to become that big, you have to take both the good and the shitty people, right, or else you don't get big um, but I will say that one of the one of the reasons why I like RP so much and it's not the only reason, but people don't tend to get out of character angry at the people they're fighting, whereas mm-hmm. I see a lot of a lot of uh toxicity towards like this other group who lives over there that we're killing uh they're bad people irl and it's like no if you didn't have an opponent in the game the game would be fun right you you need to have an opponent to make that story to have that war to have that good fight to have that war that's memorable to have all these these moments that make eve eve like if there's nobody to shoot to be on the other side you like there's no eve
2: so i think um
0: hold on that separation of uh when players are playing and themselves they're very angry because it's very personal but if you have that extra layer of separation of rp you can kind of handle that anger because it's not personal like
1: like arcia hates the triglavians like she made like a list calling out all the triglavian supporters when the the invasions kicked off and like called them like enemies the humanity and like like named and shamed and like these people are evil and but like out of character like a lot of them are wonderful people a lot of them are a lot of like shit talk like me personally but a lot of them are wonderful fantastic people who i I like having fights in game with and i want to have more fights in game with and some of those fights i lose and it's still fun right
2: At least I cut you off. What were you? Oh, thinking? yeah, no, it's fine. So uh, I, I enjoyed reading this post. It was fun. There, There is one bit. I, of course, I had to control F my name to see if there was anything in there, see if I'm still <laughs> relevant. Um did point out that I did try to poach him. Uh, of course, I tried to poach him. He's a great FC. He's a great theory crafter. Yeah, uh, and funny. I love his, um, he used to have a podcast called The Asher Hour. Amazing and podcast. it was one of my favorite things uh, to go on because it was like very high level Um I guess the the net the the cultural like thematic uh equivalent to like the Pando uh show uh and Pando's uh thing. So this was like the, the precursor FC to it. Cash. Yeah. So it was very fun to do. And of course, yeah, I definitely want to take him. I, I don't think anyone offered him big cash. I think it's kind of like um But you're a recruiter. You you pick up celebrities and yeah, I do. I will take any FC that I, I think that has promise Um, I will definitely go actively poach uh, or at least try to. At least that's what I did when I was much more active and when I had a lot more agency over the direction of PL. What?
1: You tried to poach me.
2: Yeah, I for sure tried to poach you, right? So anyone that I think that can, at least when I was running PL, anyone that I thought that could do that, I would actively try and take and and put into my group because, you know, talented people that can run fleets and create content, that's what is the lifeblood of an alliance. It's not how much is you make. It's not... Uh, what where you are in the MBR? It's how many people can you get to log in, and how can these people be facilitated to? Uh, but I do want to point out one thing about uh, Asher's post. I think for the longest time, goons have self-identified as like not, maybe not the bad guys, but Eve's bad boys, right? They they got like the cool leather jacket, they've got the the greasy hair or whatever.
1: My, my idea that's like a it's a it's a different kind of role playing than what I do, but it's a form of role playing. Like they're they're going to be like the the bad the like the i'm not going to ruin the game i'm going to ruin your game right yeah so i think
2: that's how a lot of people it just
5: remember this.
1: yeah but it still doesn't make them like bad irl it it like they're playing a part they're like being they're playing the villain they're not like puppy kickers in real life right
2: yeah but i think also like when we get down to it um, I don't think there are any good guys in Eve. Like I don't think anyone no, that, that in the really Nelsac. No
1: beauty sec. of Eve. There are no such thing as good guys in Eve.
2: Yeah, um, I think everyone's like I kind of like in this weird gray zone.
0: Place.
1: This applies to player groups. This applies to NPC groups. This applies to every faction. Like Eve is a dark universe. Everything sucks, and everyone is shades of gray.
2: Yeah. There, there is one thing that I really disagreed about uh, Asher's pose, though, and I think is important to touch on. Um, because he said, we forced the game into taking on all players regardless of skill point. I don't think that's actually true, right? Karma came out because of uh, Brave, right? Uh, they got pork butt from Brave. And I think a lot of that has to do with, and, and I know the community gives him a lot of shit, and it's unfair to put the praise as well as all the, the shit onto him. But when Fozzie and his team iterated on frigates and rebalanced them and made them not horrible uh i think brave newbies were the huge winners there and they showed the null blocks that newer players can have a huge impact on uh in like the the, the great outdoors or the great however uh-huh. you want to call null set and that are
1: really really important and you can have a giant impact and a lot of people don't use them right
2: and that's not something exclusive to goons right to, to say that goons are the only people that took on new players this is how test was formed right it was just a reddit a, a, just a reddit corp uh where new players could go out and have some fun goons started very similarly right they were just something awful guys that they were uh like our rifters cost more than your or your ammo costs more than our rifters that was the the very early goon propaganda right so I, I don't think goons get to take credit for um karma fleet which say that built off of Brave and Pandemic Horde and stuff like that. That's the only thing where I'll, I'll, I'll give them a little pushback. Um, but it was very interesting to read Asher's view. Like, I, I yeah. think it's cool to see that goons want to be identified as the good guys and maybe address some of the things that they saw in the back. I don't know how earnest it is. Maybe, maybe you just did it to uh, mess with people, to rile them up. It certainly had that effect. Um, respect, yeah. even if that was the intention. Change the subject.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, you know, I don't know if it's all that calculating. I think somebody has something to say and they write it out and then they put it out there to see how the universe accepts it. That's a big part of it, but it also does change the subject It deals with something you have on your mind. So clearly he was thinking about these things. Uh, and that's probably the, the motivation for it. There was another person who disagreed with it. Olmeca gold makes, uh, an appearance and he writes a rebuttal of sorts, um, basically saying like, no, 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 it's all fair and game to RP. What you do, what, what, what Matani does. And the reason I bring up Matani is because even Asher brings him up as like, okay, now that I've said that goons are the good guys, let's bring up the giant elephant in the room, Matani and how he does his rhetoric and his act. It's just an act guys. And Olmeca I think uh, comes back and says, no, no, an act looks like this. This is what you guys do. And you do it all the time. You've done it recently. It's not about, old reputation of Goon Swarm still around, this is literally some of the new stuff that you guys have done. I think he, he dealt with that with a rebuttal. That was all Mecca Gold. Well, anyway, interesting. The meta um, always has a little bit extra. If EVE Online isn't enough for you. There's some stuff uh, that, that players like to tug a war with uh, outside of that. My last, my last question on this. Oh my god, hey Liz, what's up? Hello. Hey, we're on the Hello. air, but we're yeah i i understand what's uh, uh today what, what well we're just about finished i was just about to wrap up so sit right here i'll talk to you right after the show we'll get you on in the future i want to go over missions if that's all right with you of course awesome thanks Atlas. okay hang out just for a second um right so anyway that is uh it we've gone over a little bit um but what do you what do you got going on there uh Artemis, behind you, because it's backwards. Uh, it's a, for some reason, it gets switched um, so that it, people are seeing it backwards.
3: It's fixed on the screen. It is the old um, DCP.
0: Well, I'm so bad the for you, remembering his name. Excuse yeah. me, guard. Guard, guard, yeah. You have to, you have to flip it so guard. we can see it correctly. So it has to be backwards to you.
1: Fucking hands in the air, that's to the dance floor. From a band back overheating every act. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Such a good a friendship. I think it should I be like it. proper for the stream now.
0: Okay. I think Caitlyn was driving, so I had to move him out.
3: I believe the uh, the quote is the best ship in Eve is the friendship. Although, the guards said a little bit different. After the Harbinger, Baleful, you're quite disappointing, I
4: must say.
0: <laughs> okay. I think. Can I ask uh, a
4: question of Elise before we end?
0: All right. Last
2: question. Go ahead.
4: Did, did you try and, and recruit Baleful before or after she won in that fight?
2: After, like that was one of my yeah, first interactions.
1: After, after uh, Iceland, after the tournament,
2: and it's still like uh, I know I, I don't have any weight in PL anymore, right? But, uh, those days are gone. But I would still actively try to recruit and poach uh, You did. She's here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: I did. <laughs> we recruited her TIS.
0: You got uh, this. And she's and she's influencing me to go fight for Minmatar. So I'm I'm uh, I'm starting to think about finally throwing in with I'm the faction. behave on tribal lands. Just behave in tribal lands.
1: Yeah, and not okay. in very wild lands.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Artemis, thanks very much for engineering today. I uh, really appreciate you stepping in for uh, McLeod, uh, Baleful, Caleb. Uh, Elise uh and fonsway thanks for coming in and talking to us also uh Killaby, we couldn't get to him he had to run off to a fleet uh, but i want to say thanks to all you guys for coming in today and thank you the audience that is all we have time for today we will see you next time on talking in stations